on the last Soy Trek Nemesis podcast. Well, you see, we brought Senator Ted Cruz back from the past to help us suck a dog's dick. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's too many dogs. Notions on human food doesn't go in that hole. <laughs> all right, Vaseline up, Sun John's lips. We're going to have a lot of suck off all these dogs. Well, the starship is on well and septic because the city wouldn't build this far. I don't know. I've, I haven't seen this many clowns in my life. Quick, use B4's massive dong to stomp out that fire. <laughs> I don't know. He's using it as a camelback right now. Let's not get in his way. Make it blow. <laughs> now back to Soy Trek. back with star trek nemesis yeah we're about halfway through the film and uh it's yet to get to the good part <laughs> but then again by the end of the film it's still yet to get to the good part so let's talk about the uh yeah it just keeps happening it does it you're not wrong that's a good assessment of the film i'd say yeah it does keep happening so uh Last we saw, Picard was talking to Shinzon, uh, who's a human clone of him, mm -hmm. who like wants to basically uh, free his people, the Remans, from the Romul from the Romulans, and then unite all peoples. Is what he says. Supposedly. Yeah, that's what that's what he's saying so far. But he's got those pretty lips, so I do trust him. Also, one thing I don't like about mm -hmm. uh, some movies is we always have to depict the villain. Always wearing like the most ridiculous goth outfits, but and it's they... so cool, it's so cool. No, I'm cool with that because people are like, people tell me I look like a villain stuff mm -hmm. all the time, and I'm like, thank you, and they're like, yeah, it was a compliment. And the Remans look like just like blue vampires, and it's just like, and so there's not any moment where we where we trust Shinzon at all, no. and so like they're they're pretty much depicted immediately as like these these uh, awful monsters. Awful monsters who live in darkness, who yeah. who all look like vampires and mm -hmm. look like fucking freaks, and so yeah, there's never a moment where like it's like obviously from the start we know Shinzon's just bullshitting, like yeah, and it's weird because it like it takes the slave race who we should have some sort of compassion for, yeah, and it, and it automatically makes them villains, and I'm like <laughs> I why? Know, and at the end you're like cheering for like the the fucking Romulans. Like to help, well, yeah, yeah. You're, at the very end, you're you're uh you're you're like, yeah, fucking elites, kill your slaves, kill your slaves. It's like there's a slave revolt, and it's it's basically like at the end, you're like hoping that fucking like you know the 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 Confederacy wins against John Brown. And you're yeah, like, wait, yeah. what? Uh, hold hold the phone. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, it it's it's it does it it, it in a normal episode. Picard would have have seen the Remans side, but I mean that. But they're so over the top villainous. They're so right. like, and so like, yeah, it's impossible like, for him to for for Picard to even like take their side from the beginning. Right. The Picard that we know 
in my view, would have like seen exactly what Shinzon's views were mm-hmm. and then seen like what he did with the Romulans. And like, he would have like lawyered his way into this and been like, Hey, listen, you're me. And so I understand why you're doing this, but here's where you're wrong. And here's where there's a better way. Yep. But that's there's none the, of that. Yeah. That's where the space lawyer, um, shit would have happened. Yeah. And that would have been good. Yeah. That would have, that would have been in character because like, yeah, I mean, Tom Hardy's an awesome actor. Patrick Stewart's a great actor. Mm-hmm. And it's just like having them just have like that, that like this, like this, like heated debate against one another, mm-hmm. you know, just like evenly matched kind of just yeah. like, uh, and it would have been awesome. Yeah. Cause like Picard has never really met his intellectual match except for, I may say maybe Q Mm-hmm. Could be considered that, but yeah, he's never. I mean, you know, Kirk had fucking Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janeway had the Borg Queen. Yeah, fucking um, Cisco has you know Ducat. Gold, Ducat. <laughs> he's got the female changeling. He's mm-hmm. got Wayun. He's got a lot of fucking forces. He's up against. Yeah, but yeah, everyone has like someone who like balances them out on the other end. Picard really doesn't. No. Because Q isn't actually a villain or an antagonist. He's no. just a liar and a fucking guy who wants he, to suck Picard's he, dick. He's just having he's just having a little goof. He's and, having a goof. And yeah. yeah, this this would have been the chance because like yeah, pretty much when they meet, like they have like they don't really like have much of a debate when they meet. No. And and most of the other scenes are just them fighting physically. Right. Which is not like something that Picard's known for. I mean, they they do have the one long scene that, that we just went over. Yeah. Actually, they have two long scenes where they just talk a lot, mm-hmm. which I'm like, fine. But it doesn't. But it's like, it's not. It doesn't doesn't really like reach any sort of like. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say it's it's just exposition. That's all it is. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's straight exposition, mm-hmm. and and it's and it doesn't go anywhere. No, it's it's not philosophical, which is like what this that that's what is missing from this this fucking screenplay more than anything is a fucking point yeah. and like an actual philosophy behind it. Because as, as we've gone over, like the film is basically slave class class rises up against their oppressors. And by the end of the film, fucking the Federation takes the side of the oppressors mm-hmm. and fucking suppresses the, the, the slave class. It's again. Like, oh, like, great. What are they doing? The Romulans are back in power and everything's oh, how it should yeah, be. Oh boy. Yeah. And yeah. Cause I owe you some Romulan <laughs> ale. Uh, what are you gonna do to the slaves? Oh, we're gonna kill them all. Oh, that's probably wise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got to squash that rebellion for next time. Yeah, and yeah, that would have the hat like because yeah, like if Picard had like treated Shenzon as like as like uh, worthy, but also kind of naive because of his age. Yeah, and like you know, and just kind of like started in like and during those chats had more of like a mentoring um fatherly tone with him but like, like he's em- trying empath- to just, you mean empathy yeah he's trying it's to- weird he doesn't have empathy for himself <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and oh. like and he doesn't uh doesn't have any of that there's nothing like like that that comes through in their conversations mm-hmm. where like Picard recognizes Shinzon as himself yeah or as like as like a, a a continuation of his line or anything, and just like he's just like this guy that he has to deal with, and he seems like annoyed that he has to even deal with. Yeah, him he, in the first he treats place. him like a parasite. It's weird. yeah. <laughs> so we're back on the Enterprise, and Worf reports an unauthorized access of the ship's main computer, the one that uh, we saw last time from B four. Mm-hmm. It was obviously programmed to do some statecraft and some spying. Mm-hmm. Um. 
so he reports uh, unauthorized access to the ship's main computer and that LaForge is working on locating the source. But what he finds strange is that no restricted material was accessed, just basic stellar cartography and colony tracking station uplinks, for example. Picard says that they must still find the source of the break-in. LaForge also tells Picard that when the scimitar decloaked, they detected the, uh, sorry, Thalorian radiation because it was thought to be theoretical. Initial scans didn't detect it earlier. Mm -hmm. Picard remembers how research into Thalorian radiation was outlawed in the Federation because it could be used as a biogenic weapon. Crusher tells Picard that merely a microscopic amount of the radiation could kill all life on the Enterprise E in seconds. And so they are bringing back in the radiation here a little bit. But yeah. Really. <clears throat> yeah, like, I would have liked it to see, be used again. Like, that's that's one thing this um, uh, movie is also missing is just, like, new characters. Just like Shinzon, yeah, 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 like oh yeah, like someone, someone new on the on the Enterprise that some some new some new ensigns or something that we kind of like see and that um, we can have like a little bit of comic relief. Uh, that's another thing is this movie has very little levity out, outside of the like the very I beginning. Of the very have end. a furry face. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yep, <laughs> and, and just like before being stupid, mm -hmm. but then we could have had yeah, just like that ensign or something that we've kind of been connected to throughout this movie, just like die of the radiation like mm -hmm. watch him just or her just be like ah and then fall apart that would have been sick that would have so. been sick as fuck yeah. <laughs> so in the senate the viceroy tells shinzon this was a mistake and they are wasting time the viceroy reminds shinzon that he must not forget their mission and that they must act now shinzon says he'll spend his time how he pleases because it is his time in fact <laughs> but that he was merely curious about picard by curious, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have that written. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in Picard's quarters, uh, Crusher comes to visit him. They reminisce about how Picard was when he was younger, and Crusher mentions that he turned out all right. Alt right is more like it. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, it's like that's why he has a shaved head in, his, in that picture. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, we had a tiki torch parade that day. <laughs> They will not replace us, I said. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and really thinking, like, how Picard's reaction to a clone of himself is very muted. Mm -hmm. How would you feel if you, you if you were introduced to a younger version of yourself? It would be kind of freaky. No, you know exactly how I feel. <laughs> I there's, there's only one way to describe how I feel, and that's horny. Horny. I'd be like, hey, me. You haven't sucked a dick yet, have you? <laughs> There's only one way to find that. <laughs> it's like separate them, separate them. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like in Time Cop when like they're like not supposed to touch. So they just merge into a thing. But no, uh, I don't know. I think I'd be freaked out. I'd, I I think it would be the only thing I could talk about for like weeks. <laughs> I'd be like, "There's a fucking clone of me. What the fuck?" And just like talking to myself would be very odd. I don't know. I think it'd be hot. <laughs> yeah. I just want to fuck me, son. Nah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. <laughs> B Buffalo Brit over here, everybody. Buffalo Brit. Um, so, um, Picard says that he wanted to believe Shinzon, but the evidence of the Thalorian, or, uh, Thaloran radiation proves that Whatever he is after, it's not peace. 
Picard tells Crusher that Shinzon is very much as Picard was when he was younger. Data signals from engineering and says he and LaForge have found the source of the unauthorized access, as well as a way to take tactical advantage of it. Over in Riker's quarters, Riker and Troy head for bed and they begin kissing each other passionately. In Troy's mind, Riker disappears and is replaced by Shinzon, telling her that Riker can never know Troy as Shinzon could. <laughs> Troy realizes that this isn't real, but the image of Shinzon changes into that of the Viceroy, the one who's like touching his head and like helping him communicate like telepathically. Yeah, Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that? That's Ron Perlman, yeah. With the the Viceroy? Mm-hmm. That's Ron fucking Perlman? Yeah. I had no idea. Really? He's on, <laughs> like, straight up. He, I mean, usually, I mean, even under, like, the Hellboy makeup, you can tell who Ron Perlman yeah. is. Because he's the only man who looks like a, a broad-faced cat. Yeah, but, he does. Like, like, yeah, you can even tell in, like, Beauty and the Beast exactly who he is. But, like, I did, I could not tell that was Ron Perlman. I think it's probably, it could be the teeth. But he does, it does, he does come, does sound like him at points. Mm. But, yeah, like, yeah, but his mouth is just always just, like. <laughs> and like like he's like it's like because he has those like giant fangs in but yeah, yeah that's ron perlman i'm a big fan of ron perlman yeah he rocks yeah he, he's a great actor um his politics are pretty good oh really yeah uh, he's always like yeah excoriating republicans and stuff on twitter and hell yeah calling them pussies and stuff like, that. <laughs> like he's 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 uh he's actually like challenged uh ted cruz to fights multiple times <laughs> which is so fucking awesome right like that's, I would love to see that because also you know Ron Perlman's like in his seventies now, but he's fucking jacked, dude. Yeah, like he's he's like old man strong. He could still beat the fucking shit yeah. out of you. Ever, you ever watch uh, City of Lost Children? No. Oh, he's really good in that movie, but he's like super jacked. I that. like the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as it turns out, the Viceroy is creating a sort of mental link and placing himself in Shinzon and Troy's mind, a form of telepathic sexual assault. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, I don't like this scene. I generally don't like sexual mm. assault scenes in anything. No. And this one is especially, like, bad. Because, I mean, they don't they don't really discuss it afterwards. They just use it as fodder mm-hmm. for, like, a plot point later. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's, it's bad. It's also, <laughs> it also doesn't make sense. For Shinzon to be doing this, like, is it just like he's so horny he has to mind rape Troy? Because like he right right, right now he's because tr- because he's trying to be on his best behavior to convince them. You're right. Of uh, that he's like on the level, like he's like and and instead he puts that all at risk to do this really stupid thing. This really and, stupid horny. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't it it it. It so doesn't track. It, it doesn't, doesn't track. track. It doesn't track unless unless this is a thing in the Riemann society that's really cool. That's yeah. like this is how you greet new diplomats is you uh you do a mind rape. Yeah. <laughs> like what? No. Like yeah, it's this is not thought out. It's a bad decision. It's a very uncomfortable scene. Yes. That they could have played well and sympathetically and empathetically. But they do it like just to shoehorn in a later plot point, and and they also had like this this sort of plot before. Remember, like there in a early TNG episode, there was this uh, episode where I think it was um, uh, the Serenity Now guy. Remember, he was a, playing a Beta Zoid, and oh, yeah. he was he was also kind of like mind raping Troy. Yeah. Um. God, what's that guy's name? Um. 
He was also in Police Academy 5? Yeah. Miami <laughs> yeah. Beach, I Yeah, and, and so it's like, we're having this again, and it's like, yeah, it, it wasn't good the first time. <laughs> like, no. why are we bringing this up again? So, yeah, I would I would say this is a this is another another point where the movie really fails and also just goes like and they, a they, step way too dark. Way too dark and they could have done it in so many other ways that didn't make everyone especially I'm sure women very uncomfortable with this. And th- yeah, and, like, this, and is, this, this, is, this is a Christmas this, movie. Yeah, this <laughs> this is like straight up alienating to me. Yeah. And I can handle like a lot of gross shit, but mm-hmm. but this sucks. It's not done for a good reason. At this point in the film, it doesn't make sense why he does it, Mm-mm. unless he's just so fucking horny he can't hold it in. Yeah. It, it's, it sucks. It's a bad scene that doesn't make sense in the context of where they are in the film and how Mm-mm. the plot is progressing. No. I don't like it. And and really, I think it just to, esta- to um, establish that she has a mind link later. It, it's that and also to make Shinzon extra. F- yeah, exactly. So it's 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 made for a plot point later, but also to establish Shinzon is just very mustache twirly. Yeah. He's very, he's so evil and bad. He's beyond the pale of, and, and beyond redemption. Mm-hmm. And which, yeah. I mean, like straight up. It's like, not, and it's and it's and, and this goes to show like they are vastly different because like yeah, Picard would never do anything like this. Like yeah, straight up all all they they could have done this so much easier and better if like in their initial meeting Troy like developed a some kind of like telepathic link with this guy because they're both telepathic. You know, they're telepathic sensitive. Yeah, and 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 it's, it, it seems like the Remans have incredible psychic power. At least this guy does. At yeah. least that. At least yeah. At least the Viceroy does. And, and it's just like this. Was, they, and Troy never mentions him. No. Or d- doesn't sense anything off of him. No. And I'm like, what? Why? Like, <laughs> she's a half beta. She should be able to. Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah, they, they only use her, her betazoid powers when it's, like, super inconvenient for her or mm-hmm. very convenient for the plot. And that's yeah. What, I don't like and that. I think it's also, it it's what also drives um, Riker's... Um, Rage, Ra- yeah, like Ra- Riker's battle with Ron Perlman in the in the laundry shoot, and you're like yeah. later, like you know, it's like I've got to fight this guy who, yeah, violated my wife. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so I I can see the reasons they did it, but it's clunky why they did it. It's yeah, it's clunky. Doesn't make sense for Shinzon's character to be doing this. Not like at this point in the story, risk yeah. everything that he's trying to accomplish for a little bit of pusher. Yeah, for yeah, it's just like. Why, dude? Like, are you that like excited to see see a humanoid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Yeah, not cool. Mm-hmm. Now, you, now you definitely have to get killed. Yep. Uh, so, and also, like, you could just have sex with B four, right? Yeah. Put on the pussy attachment. I wanted to see him just be fucking Remans. That'd be cool as hell. Yeah. He's yeah, like, well, I grew Having up around vampire them, sex. So, uh, this is what I'm used. I'm used <laughs> to this weird frog pussy. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's why he's gay. He's, he's like a human woman. He's like, they don't have penises. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> why would I ever have sex with that? All Remans have penises. <laughs> Some have three. <laughs> <laughs> We're not like the Klingons. We skipped two. We have odd numbers only. <laughs> One or three. No in between. Um, so Riker finally manages to snap Troy out of the assault and Shinzon tells the Viceroy to find her again. Another Riemann enters and informs Shinzon that they've received the transponder signal. 
As he leaves, Shinzon doubles over again in pain. The viceroy touches Shinzon's chest and tells him that Shinzon's condition is accelerating and that he has no more time for games. Shinzon tells the viceroy to get the doctors ready. <laughs> so on the bridge of the Shimitar, Shinzon orders B4 beamed aboard. The Remans tap into him and begin a download of the files that he accessed from the Enterprise. Meanwhile, Shinzon orders a cup of hot tea. Whoa. He doesn't say Earl Grey or anything. He's like, uh, tea, hot. That's well, they probably don't have Earl Grey on, on Remus. That's good because Earl Grey was a British piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Earl Grey sucks. Like, I remember in being inspired to drink Earl Grey because of uh, Star Trek. Mm. And, and I was like finding out who he was, and you're like, oh, it's another British piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst tea I've ever had in my life because I'm not a big tea person to begin with. Uh-huh. But I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. You know, Picard always drinks it. See what it tastes like, and it just right. tastes like dirt. Yeah, like it tastes like a bag of dirt. <laughs> so like kratom then? Yeah, it's like kratom. Mm. Yeah, got me fucked up. Hell yeah. So in sickbay, uh, Crusher tells Troy that other than elevated readings of adrenaline and serotonin, she'll be all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you're you're some great psychiatrist, there, aren't you, lady? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you'll be you'll be fine. No, you know, I mean, you're the counselor. Counsel yourself, right? Like, Unfortunately, psychological scars I can't cure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So other, uh, I I can give you this uh, opioid uh, hypo spray though. You want that? <laughs> um, Watch out! You'll get addicted. <laughs> this one's from Purdue Pharma. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure it's safe. It's a leftover from like uh, <laughs> from, spray, eugenic, from spray the eugenics from the eugenics wars. Yeah, <laughs> spray fentanyl. <laughs> um, so Troy tells Picard that she was violated and that she feels herself to be a liability and asked to be relieved of duty. Whoa. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on here. And best part is he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she goes to her boss, and she's like, hey, I was sexually assaulted on the job. Can I, I, I feel like I can't be here. And he's like, use that assault to be better like yeah. what dude don't say that don't, that's not okay that's toxic yeah like yeah T- like tv picard would have been like oh my god yeah <laughs> it would have been, been like i will find that motherfucker yeah. and cut both all three of his dicks off yeah it'd be like you know troy yeah we don't need you right now go fucking take care of yourself he, like, he would have been like uh you're the counselor you need to be mentally healthy for yeah. others mental health if you're crazy, everyone else will be, you know, something like this. But instead, he's like, no, no, <laughs> nope, no, we, we need. I'm sure you're fine. Uh, put her on, put her on, on, on tactical. Uh, yeah, Why not? No, <laughs> they put her on helm. Yeah, they put her on helm. Several times. And I'm like, that, why? <laughs> is, she the, is she the one that does 9-11? She, yeah, I think she is. Yeah. yeah I think you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, Picard denies her request, telling her if she can withstand any future assaults, he needs her by his side now more than ever, with the Enterprise being so far from Federation space. Yeah, great reason, buddy. Great reason. This is like, this is just not okay. This is being a terrible boss. Yeah. This is being a terrible, bad fucking boss. 
I mean, he's he's already just been fucking up their wedding, their vacation, like, uh-huh. and now he's just like work with sec work after being assaulted. <laughs> no. Yeah, like this is there's nothing okay about what he's doing here. No, no. Um, so Picard denies her request. Uh, before he can say anything further, though, he is beamed away before Riker can order Worf to put the shields up. Why don't they have the shields? Up? <laughs> Why do they ever put the shields down? Yeah, I, maybe because it initially was like supposed to be a diplomatic mission, and like shield, maybe putting shields up would be seen as as aggressive. Troy just got mind raped. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I mean, be, 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 before that's why they had the, the shields were down. Yeah, but like Picard hold heard this whole story and like went through the whole conversation of no, you have to stay. And he still didn't put the shields up until now. Yeah. It's like, she should have been like, I was attacked by Shinzon. He would have been like, shields up. Yeah. That should have been it. Red alert. Yeah. 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 Because also like, okay, if he can get into her mind, he could possibly get into everybody's mind. Bingo. Because she's she's like, you know, sensitive. So she should be able to have better protections towards that, right? Yeah. And, and so like everyone. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone would be at risk right now. <laughs> especially especially Picard, who literally has the same mind that Shinzon does. You don't yeah. think he can take over your mind? What the fuck, man? Yeah. So over aboard the scimitar, uh, Picard is restrained in a medical lab. It's a lot of medical kink with uh, this Picard here. A lot of him being strapped down to things. Mm-hmm. One might wonder if Patrick Stewart <laughs> likes that kind of thing. If he's a little, not rope, but a restraint bunny, as you might call him. <laughs> um, a pet, if you will. <laughs> he wants to be collared. Uh, Shinzon has the doctors take a sample of Picard's blood and semen and drinks both of them. <laughs> uh, his doctors take a sample of Picard's blood, and he points out that B4 was bait that Picard couldn't refuse. Jailbait. Uh, Shinzon says, it's like, uh, they would call him B4 because he's only four years old, Picard, you fucking pervert. Uh, Shinzon says that with the information obtained from B4, he now has all these uh, all of Starfleet's communications protocols and knows the exact locations of the entirety of Starfleet, and also knows exactly what Picard's dick looks like, and tastes like, and smells like. <laughs> Shinzon says his life has no meaning as long as Picard is alive. Which is a weird thought. Yeah, that's a weird thought. I mean, does that mean Picard's life has no meaning as long as Shinzon's alive? Yeah, it's like, I mean, there's we two Rikers were able to peacefully coexist. I mean, peacefully coexist, they were able to peacefully blow each other <laughs> on Risa on their off time. It's true. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm sure, I'm sure the universe is large enough for two Picard. That's fine. Yeah. It's m- more than okay. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Uh, like, yeah. And this is feeding into like the whole exceptionalism thing. Like, Oh, the universe can't handle two Picards because he's <laughs> so except. Shut up. <laughs> yes, it can. Shinzon says his life has no meaning as long as Picard is alive. Picard says that if Shinzon has issues with him, and Shinzon should deal with him alone and leave the Enterprise and the Federation out of it. However, Shinzon says that the Raymans will no longer bow to anyone, not the Romulans and not the Federation. And this is basically the line that is supposed to exemplify and tie up like all of his grievances. Mm-hmm. And it fucking sucks. It does. It's like, but okay, okay, okay. Um, I get why he has problems with the Romulans. That makes total sense. Yes. 
why does he have, he's never met anyone from the federation up until <laughs> yesterday which is last, how did he find yesterday this, but he's a, he was somehow able to get a soon android yeah so so there's that but also 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 think about this so he hasn't met anyone in the federation until yesterday yeah and the romulans are his primary enemy yes the romulans are also enemies with guess who the federation, the federation. and so it's like okay the enemy of my enemy is my friend why aren't you working with picard here <laughs> or why did you even drag picard into the situation you just doubled your enemies yeah you just made enemies with the romulans and the federation why not fight them why not fight the the romulans first take over that empire then fight the federation you're doing it wrong this guy sucks at war yeah this guy fucking sucks at war and it's like he took all the subtle intrigue and and just like and like uh, all of, all all of the, all of how Romulans have been establishing their power mm-hmm. for God knows how long, and just like says fuck it, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to fucking uh, go and head first into this, and I'm just going to count on my massive ship, even though it has so much you know fucking tactical shit in it. It's mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to take on the entirety of. The Romulans and the Federation. With a single ship. With a single ship. And it's like, okay, dude. <laughs> that they <laughs> like, built in secrecy. Yeah. A and, single ship they built in secrecy. And like, and it shows like how successful he was when he was just when you know, in the beginning, when he mm-hmm. was able to just kill the entire Romulan High Council with like a subtle little bomb. Yeah, yeah. And and he was able to able to get the upper hand that way. Instead, he decides to go he decides to say, fuck it. And just and just go in, uh, Swartz, you know, like Leroy Jenkins yeah. shit, and I mean, it's just like yeah. The, the film starts with him winning through intrigue, yeah, and then instead of continuing on that path, he's just like, well, I'm good enough at intrigue. Let's see if I'm good at all out war. <laughs> yeah, with my single ship and small amount of uh of complement of of vampires that I yeah. have on my ship. And, and it says he's won twelve engagements before this or something. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I'm wondering if, yeah, it just, it, he's just, he's just overconfident with this, but it's just like. That's what it's implied, but I think he's just stupid. Yeah, he's, he comes up, yeah, he does, I mean, he was raised in mines. True. <laughs> so, like, so maybe he's just over, overestimating, because, yeah, he doesn't actually. He got, that, he got that black lung and that black mind. He got, he got coal all over his head. <laughs> yeah, since he. Coal do- on a brain. Since he doesn't actually know anything, like, all of the things that he knows about the Federation is, is completely intellectual. It's stuff that he's read on a pad. Mm-hmm. And so he, it's like, you know, it, it's kind of like what the, the, uh, uh, what is it? The the shadows in the cave mm-hmm. type thing. <laughs> like it's just like, like he doesn't actually know what it's what it's actually like. And also, like, why would he think that the Federation would try to subjugate the Remans? Yeah, he has no reason to believe that because the Federation Besides maybe Romulan propaganda. Yeah, well, I mean, the Federation has not like interfered at all with the Romulans in mm-hmm. forever, and also he has all the the information now from the Enterprise, so he should know that. Yeah, he should know that only one fucking Federation ship before this has ever entered Romulan space. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, they, they've never been aggressive towards. Yeah, them the Federation all, so. has been very respectful of the neutral zone. Yeah, and they they would probably invite the Remans to join them as a a fucking and you know they wouldn't have to bow to them. Every every fucking Federation planet is like free. Yeah, and can secede whenever they want to. Yeah. So, 
it doesn't it doesn't make sense besides him being a ridiculous villain. Yeah, yeah, he's so mustache twirly, even yeah. though he has no hair at all. He's like, <laughs> he has, he has he's zero smooth. hair. He's very he's smooth. smooth. He's, I mean, yeah, he's, he's part of this. Smooth is a tribe <laughs> okay, where you're like completely clean cut from like the head down. Mm. Just, I am a smooth. <laughs> um, uh, hair is disgusting, folks. Uh, don't don't do it. It's it's okay that you have it. Yeah, You're yeah, I've got, I've got lot, I've got a lot of hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we hate body hair. We we hate uh, the the royal we hate the royal we. Yeah, me, I'm cool with it. Whatever. Yeah, it's just <laughs> captures too many things for me. Mm-hmm. Captures too many things. Oh, what luck! There's a French fry stuck <laughs> in my beard. Yeah. <laughs> So over on the Enterprise, um, oh wait, uh, okay, so Shinzon now says that if Picard had lived Shinzon's life, Picard would do the exact same thing he's doing. No. Picard, (laughs) yeah, right? Picard tells Shinzon that he's a mirror of Shinzon as well, but Shinzon says that he won't be for long, and that he's about to witness the echo triumph over the voice, which is a cool line. I liked that. Yeah. So on the Enterprise, LaForge tells Riker that Shinzon's cloak is perfect and that there's no way to detect the scimitar. It'd be so funny if, like, the ship wasn't anywhere around. Yeah. And he's like, it's, the cloak is flawless. I can't find him at all. He's mm-hmm. nowhere. <laughs> and he, he just left, like, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. They're, just, they're just, like, too afraid to move. <laughs> like, my God, he's watching us right now. Uh, Riker tells LaForge to keep trying. Keep trying. So on the scimitar, B4 enters and tells the Riemann guard that Shinzon wants the prisoner. It was Picard. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the guard releases Picard, B4 gives him like a knowing face, which is actually really great. And it's something that Data does like quite a bit, especially in the later seasons of TNG that's really yeah. fun, is he'll like give glances and looks like knowing looks and knowing glances, which is a distinctly human thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really liked it when he did that, because I'm like, hey, that's a date. Mm-hmm. He's like, hee it's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he like raised his eyebrows real big, pretty much. Uh, so um, so Data's posing as B4 and gives the Romulan a Vulcan neck pinch to incapacitate him. Mm-hmm. After completely freeing Picard, Data tells Picard the scimitar is, for all intents and purposes, an enormous, sorry, an enormous Thalaron generator. He also tells Picard that the information he, as before, gave Shinzon was false, created by himself and LaForge. So it was a <laughs> LaForgery. Got him! <laughs> uh, he offers Picard the prototype of the emergency transport unit that LaForge gave him. Uh, Picard's like, it'll only work for one person. And uh, Data's like, yes. And so he gives it back to Data and says, we'll find a way off together. Um, but I do like, yeah, I mean, this this is would be good foreshadowing to Picard eventually. Exactly. Not, dying. not the other way. Yeah, like, because it's like, you know, he, he definitely wants Data to have it or and Data's trying to get him to use it. But it's like, but yeah, because like, that's another big Picard thing is like, he's able to recognize the, you know, humanity and and uh, right to live of all species right, of all right, different right. kinds, and it'd be like, you know, data data's desire to live is just as great as his own. Right, right, and there, there could be like a commentary there about how like John Luke Picard has been like, oh, I'm I'm old, I've seen all there is to see, I've explored all there is to explore, but data, you are still like in 
an infant exploring humanity, something like, something like yeah. that. They, they could have done so much cool shit with it. Yeah, and then and then you know and and you know and also that line in the beginning where he's just like you know he's going to mentor my new commander, you know, mm-hmm. meaning data, and then like but then he he could like task data with mentoring Shinzon. And and being it being his being Shinzon's moral compass, mm-hmm. because you know I'm sure like Shinzon's probably would would if he survived would have gone to fucking Australia for a while, but then like, but then like got out. Oh, you know you <laughs> no, they're like uh, I'm sorry, we can't send you to Australia. Uh, we've determined you'll enjoy the prison, the all male prison colony far too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we sent them we sent them uh, just a two two by two inch picture of you. And uh, everyone just circled your lips with red ink. I don't, I don't know what that means. No sweet jungle of love. Yeah, because like, because that's the thing. Like, yeah, because the Romulans would have been like, you know, you know, that woman would have been like, you know, thanks, thanks for bringing me to power, Shinzon. You know, mm-hmm. and had no hard feelings against him, and like, he's your problem now, Federation, yeah. and. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that would have been a good way. It's, but yeah, especially since she was obviously like pro-Reman. So she could have been about, like, you know, bringing the races together. And mm-hmm. shit, which would have made sense. Yeah, like, and right. just used, and used Shinzon as a way to get, get, get herself ahead. And then, like, after... But also while doing something good. Yeah, yeah, doing something good. And then after being like, you know what? You know, no hard feelings. You, you, he's your problem now. And, and that would have been good. Like, have, have the adventures of new Picard. That would be fun. Shinzon Picard. DSL Picard. <laughs> DSL. No, that's his nickname, DSLs. <laughs> um, so the Viceroy comes to the bridge and tells Shinzon that it's time. Shinzon goes with him to the medical lab. While Data, acting as B4, has Picard cuffed and taken at gunpoint away as an act to fool any passing Remans. <laughs> and also, so Picard can't move freely anymore. If you know mm. what I mean. Uh, eventually when Shinzon and the Viceroy arrive at the medical lab they find the doctor just waking up and Picard gone the Viceroy kills the Riemann doctor for letting him (laughs) escape which is great they're just like uh, fuck it doctor yeah like Shinzon commands him to kill him like it's a doctor man it's a doctor it's also a Riemann the people that fucking took care of him Mm -hmm. and that he supposedly like doing all of this shit for and it's and then he's just like kill him yeah, and, <laughs> and then like you, you think there's a huge surplus of doctors on the slave planet yeah, yeah. you think that yeah you think on the mining planet they just ta- <laughs> they put it put put aside 10 percent of all people to make doctors come on man but yeah cause, and that's the thing like that that was definitely like again making him too mustache twirly because at least khan mm-hmm. you know someone like khan still had affection for his own men Oh, definitely. Like, he loved it, his own, and and yeah. you see, and you see that a lot with a lot like with like really good villains is like yeah, like their own tribe is like people yeah. that are the closest like, to them, like fucking Quaritch. Yeah, Quaritch, like fucking, fucking Quaritch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and 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 then like so these Remans are the people that raised him, mm-hmm. that fucking took care of him. This and, was probably his pediatrician. <laughs> yeah, this like, is probably yeah. the the like the only man to like ever touch his butthole without coming in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone that that definitely like had like a watchful eye over him mm-hmm. medically and was this like you know wa- watched him grow up and then he's just like kill him <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty cool pretty, pretty cool. cool pretty we love, cool we love killing doctors don't we folks yeah i think that actually might be technically a war crime killing yeah. a doctor. pretty mm-hmm. sure it is yeah i don't think he cares about war crimes yeah that's true i mean <laughs> it, it, you know what really like no one in star trek cares about war crimes like no. straight up every single captain um i mean through berman trek 
had committed a war crime at least once. Yeah. Which, I mean, it has a little treat. I mean, it's kind of like the purge. You, you, don't, you, don't, <laughs> you don't need to. Like, thankfully, That's, it's, it's what, I, I don't. I don't think Pike's actually committed a war crime yet. I think he might be like the only one. Michael Burnham has definitely war crimes. Oh yeah, she yeah, loves I war mean, crimes. She, she caused the fucking like the Klingon <laughs> war. Yeah. Um, their nicknames war crimes. <laughs> um, so the Viceroy kills the Riemann Doctor on Shinzon's order, and then the alert is sounded. Picard is freed of his uh, cuffs and given a disruptor by Data, acting as B4. Once they reach the shuttle bay, Data attempts to decipher the code while Picard holds off the Romulan security force by himself. Riemann. Sorry, Riemann. Um, Data does not have much luck initially as Riemann is very complex and difficult to decipher, which I'm like, what? Like they have universal translators. Come on, <laughs> I know. I, I don't. I don't buy that. Like, and also they've they haven't had any trouble understanding any Riemann up until now. We figure that Shinzon probably speaks Riemann. Yeah, and and they understood everything he said just fine. Yeah. Oh, so and and know. also data. It's not like data. Data instantly. If he had that knowledge, it would be he wouldn't know it. He wouldn't have. It wouldn't be like this deciphering problem. It'd yeah, just, it, it, he, would, not, he would have instant fluency. Yeah, it's like his, his, <laughs> he's got like stuff from his processor backing up into RAM and shit. I'm like, yeah. no, that's not how positronics work. <laughs> um, so uh, Picard urges him on, telling him, we really need that door open. Finally, Data manages to punch in the right code. And I love all the really tropey like action dialogue that's happening. Like, we really need that door. <laughs> I'm, I'm working as fast as I can, Captain. Yeah. I can't hold him much longer. Yeah, it's like, like shit. So stupid. So he and Picard enter the shuttle bay, where Picard wills the bay door shut with his disruptor rifle. Uh, Data tells Picard that the shuttles on board are Scorpion class attack flyers. Uh, where, while the Riemann guards try to shoot through the door, Picard tries to become acquainted with the controls of the fighter. After being able to lift off, Data tells Picard that force fields have been erected around exterior portals preventing them from leaving through the shuttle bay doors, which is smart. Um, Picard has Data fire through the doors from which they came, and they fly the fighter through the Shimitar's corridors, which has to be probably my least favorite. It's a good thing they, they decided to build oversized corridors. Yeah, it, it's great. <laughs> it's great that they built every single hallway in the ship to fit like a fighter jet. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah, like the Remans are human sized. So, uh -huh. of course, they need these massive. They need like 12 foot vaulted ceilings yeah. in every corridor. And like, <laughs> they need everything to be like 20 feet wide, even though they can literally transport anything they want to from outside into any room they need. I don't know. You so, know what? Maybe, you know what? You know, maybe we don't know a lot about Riemann culture. Maybe they, they, uh, maybe, um, they're really into Mario Kart. I was going to say it's a go-kart track. Yeah, it's a go-kart oh, yeah, track. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. We're just as stupid as each other now. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. so having fun like so they just they I, just so have I'm Mario like the 64. shins on of you cuz I I have your thoughts but I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Start mirroring each other. <laughs> uh, yes. Um so um they finally return to the observation deck where Shinzon had initially received them and fly out through the window there. 
This causes a disruption in the cloaking field, revealing the location of the scimitar. Shinzon notices the fighter flying towards the Enterprise and orders that it be caught in a tractor beam. At the same time on the Enterprise... Now, okay, here are some questions here. So, you're not... You, you can't use your shields while you're cloaked, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think they have, like, a perfect cloak where they can use shields. Can't... Or maybe they can't. No, I don't think they can. Yeah. Al- although, a- although they can close off like a bunch of things with force fields, they say, mm. which aren't, isn't that the same thing as a shield? Isn't a force field a shield? Yeah. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Which I was like, I, I, that doesn't work for me. They can't escape through the cargo bay because their shields up, but they can escape through another window at the front of the ship because they don't have shields there. I guess. So. How? How? <laughs> So, simultaneously on the Enterprise, they see the fighter flying towards them, and Riker has Worf transport the fighter aboard into the shuttle bay. As transport completes, the Enterprise races away from the Romulus uh, from Romulus at maximum warp. Commander Saran of the, um, of the Romulans shortly thereafter calls Shinzon and tells him his patience is wearing thin, wondering why Shinzon continues to delay further after promising that it was time for action. Shinzon tells Surin that the Enterprise won't even make it out of the neutral zone, and that two days later, the Federation would be crippled beyond repair. Shinzon asks if that will satisfy Surin, who says it will, for the moment. Shinzon says that when he returns to Romulus, he and the Suron will have a little chat about showing proper respect, which was a cool little thread. I liked that. Mm. Then he closes the channel. Uh, Talara wonders what's happening to Shinzon's face. Before everyone leaves the Senate Hall, Denatra stops Soren and asks him if he's truly ready to have his hands drenched in blood, and explains that instead of trying to conquer Earth, Shinzon plans on annihilating it. The, that crime that will dishonor and stain their hands for, with blood for many generations. The Romulans don't care about that. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah. They'd be the, like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. This Romulan is like, oh, I know how we've, uh, you know, for a thousand years had a, a slave class on, on the dark world. But, you know, killing our, our mortal enemies, that is a crime that uh-huh. is a bri- that's a bridge too far for me. Yeah. And that what? Does, what? And also, I wonder why he didn't even... He trusted her so so much that he didn't even bother to put like a, a Reman like to to guard her. Mm. Like, you know, he's like, okay, well, Romy Romy although everything I know about Romulans is that they're deceptive and they abused me. So I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna make sure she handles all my shit on Romulus while also, I fuck around with Picard. How can how can you be so fucking horny for a half betazoid, but not for her? She's fucking hot. And I think because like the Romulans tortured him. Yeah. I mean He's a sub, though. Yeah. <laughs> Subs love getting tortured. That's his kink. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just funny. Like, you would think, like, everything that he does is uh, is so childish and stupid right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, you know, just like, you know, assaulting uh, Troy and then, like, having this hor- sort of, like, you know, um, showdown with Picard, you know, because he feels like he has to for some sort of, like, you know, like spiritual uh, reason, emotional reason, like, yeah. like, and also like steals blood, but like, um, uh, 
he, like he's losing his power 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 uh, structure on mm-hmm. Romulus as, as I speak, which is so stupid. Like it, yeah, like, it makes him so much less of a threat, right? Yeah. Uh, so later, I guess it makes him like more desperate, though, which maybe is what they're trying to go for. Mm. So later aboard the Enterprise, Beverly Crusher explains that Shinzon is dying from a genetic uh, degeneration because he was created with temporal RNA, which would allow him to skip 30 years of his life in order to reach Picard's actual age more quickly. Um, so he got the temporal mRNA vaccine. <laughs> And uh, that's just like the, the, the fucking the football player who almost died. Yeah. <laughs> and also a diamond from Diamond and Silk. Mm-hmm. Or was it Silk? Whichever one died. Diamond. Mm. Which, uh, but, but I thought she didn't get vaccinated. She did. She vaccinated. did. Oh, so they're saying that the vaccine killed her. Uh, her sister heavily implied it during her eulogy for her. That's right. At her funeral. That rocks. It, it. I mean, dudes rock, but that rocks even harder than dudes. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you that much. Like, that's such a that's such an awful way to just remember someone's life because you know, it's just like because yeah, because like that whole funeral is hilarious. Yeah. It it is uh, like straight up like go watch it like straight up her sister Silk Silk's thing and Donald Trump's thing yeah are like unintentionally fucking comedy gold. Like yeah, Donald Trump did not want to be there. No, he just, just starts like. Hey, I was told this was only going to be a uh, 15 minutes. See folks. And I'm like, Oh my God. There's a lot of people in Palm beach. that want to hang out with me yes. right now. Yeah. And like, Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> and he, and he just, just like complains about being there at the start of the eulogy. And then, and then says he doesn't like really remember her and he knows her sister. Yeah. Or no, no, he, knew he, her, he doesn't remember. He doesn't, yeah, remember yeah. he doesn't remember silk. Like I, I'm going to see great things coming from her. I'm sure. But I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's just like his way of getting out of, Silk's eventual funeral because he hated Diamond so much that yeah. he's just like, oh yeah, I don't really know her at all. Yeah, yeah. And so that way he can be like, oh Silk, I didn't know her. That much. <laughs> but like, uh, but yeah, like that, like if that was my funeral, like I, if I was a ghost watching my own funeral, I'd yeah, be so. I'm pissed. sorry, you doing a, a Trump impression is great. Like you put so much into the face aspect of it, like <laughs> you turn into like a queen and do a lot of like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how he acts he's very queen but you like get really into it you know, like, I don't want to be there I don't want to be here <laughs> so it's uh, very entertaining um, so um, but since that wasn't activated uh, the mRNA or the RNA thing that's going to speed up his mm. aging process uh, Shinzon's body is beginning to break down and the only thing that will save him is a complete blood transfusion from Picard which would kill Picard. Yeah. Yeah. So Crusher says she doesn't know how long it will take for Shinzon to die, but knows that the effect is accelerating. Also, how, how can, how can they completely like uh, clone a man from uh, like uh, RNA, temporal RNA, but they can't clone his blood. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they just have like another, um, an- clone another Picard, or or here's, for, as a blood bank. Yeah, like now that they have a physical Picard and they don't need to use temporal RNA, they can use DNA yeah. and just replicate the blood. Yeah. He's right there. <laughs> you have him on a fucking hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Like what the, what the? fuck? Yeah, I don't like. I don't like the ticking clock that that Shenzhen's gonna die. Yeah, it's it's kind of dumb, and it it it, it shoehorns desperation into his cause way too much. Yeah, and it's just like. So he could have like just skipped this whole 
this whole like pretending to be be good thing over over overtaking Rom, Romulus mm. and all this all this stuff because that 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 just seems like a complete waste of time. Like he could have just immediately like flown away in his massive sh- in a cloak ship mm. and sought out Picard. Yeah, and, so, instead of like doing all this insane bullshit. So I mean, and and that I think is the real dearth of the film and why this film sucks so much. Yeah. I would like you to tell me the singular motive that Shinzon has. <laughs> Whoa. What it what is driving him in this film? What is his motive for trying to kill Picard, kill the Federation? And kill all the Romulans. Yeah, like so. It does seem like his main great grief is with Picard because, like, because like, yeah, he gives multiple reasons. Like, a, like, oh, like there are two of us can't exist. It doesn't yeah. give my my his, life meaning. Yeah, his life has no meaning if, as long as Picard exists. Also, uh, he basically can't exist for much longer unless Picard also ceases to exist. Yeah. But there's, as we've discussed, there's so many things they could do, like just replicate Picard's blood, like take blood from Picard over a period of time enough to transfuse. Why do you need to transfuse all of the blood out of Picard while he's alive right now into Shinzon? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That's not how blood transfusions work. Yeah, and there's so many things that he's like, oh, he also wants revenge on the Romulans. He wants which, to- which that's that makes sense. Yeah, that makes that, sense. That actually makes sense. If that was his driving motive and he was just trying to take over Romulus and it somehow really fucked over Picard and the Federation in the process, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Or if he was, you know, doing the thing like they did in the next movie and trying to blow up Romulus. Yeah. That, w- that would make sense, which is why I actually got this in the beginning of, of Star Trek 2009 conflated mm-hmm. is because the, I mean, the motive, like, in what happens in Star Trek 2009 would have actually made sense in this film. Yeah. But instead they give him like a motive and like something to do that doesn't make sense. No. I don't get it. Yeah, he has he has his fingers in many pies. He does. And, and like and then he also wants to mind rape a human mm-hmm. and then he wants to like he's he's being too evil on too many fronts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, and it doesn't seem like he's actually doing this for Riemann independence or Riemann. And, and that, that's the thing that would have, that's the only motive that makes sense to me is mm-hmm. like liberating the Riemanns and like having solidarity with the Riemanns. Yeah. And then like, but then like, why does it have to include also the destruction of the Federation? People who had no, 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 no hand in his creation. And, and, and <laughs> they try to explain that with the line. Uh, I won't bow. We won't bow anymore to the Romulans or the Federation. They never had to bend to the Federation. <laughs> this is the first time he's encountered the Federation. It's like, bro, we they have no idea who you are. Yeah, he's like, we just learned about the Remans. What the fuck are you talking? We don't have <laughs> slaves. What the fuck? The only slaves we have on our planets are, are the holograms. holograms. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it would have it would have made more sense if he was seeking out, like, the best medical care in the entire quadrant, which mm-hmm. is would be with the Federation. Like, yeah. he would have been like, Hey, so I got this crazy DNA that makes me old. I'm like, I'm on the, I'm on, I'm on the M Night Shyamalan beach. Yeah, or, <laughs> or something like with a little more intrigue that actually medically makes sense or something like mm-hmm. instead of having to have a full transfusion from Picard that takes all of Picard's blood and kills him, maybe to make him complete, the only way to do that is to like bond their two bodies in the transporter or something like that. Yeah, and so he needs like there's a a, a missing piece of genetics from him. That he can only get out of killing Picard in like mm-hmm. a Tuvix style way. Yeah, um, but also I, I, it would I don't I don't think we needed this part at all. Like we just taking, didn't need this fucking film at no. all. Patrick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think the motivation to if he feels like 
Um, having Picard around means that he is not at a complete, you know, just like complete person. I feel that's motivation enough to maybe want Picard dead. Like, like maybe jealousy, like, you know, you see that with a lot of different things, you know, where there's two twins that are raised in vastly different things. And like the twin that's raised and, and the, um, uh, with, without, with less is like jealous and wants to kill the other one, you know, type thing. And, uh, so like, <laughs> what's your face? I think I might've figured out the main villain to Picard season three. Huh? Shinzon could have had a daughter. Because the one thing we know about the, this uh, Amanda Plummer character is it appears she's human. Mm. And there's there's only a list of... And like, she has some weird monsters that she's like uh, control of. Right. And Could they be Remans? There you go. I didn't even think about that. And the fact that, like, you know, New Trek relies so heavily on especially Nemesis mm. and Star Trek 2009... I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a direct connection between Shinzon and Amanda Plummer's character. Hmm. Which, I mean, they could do cool things with it, just as they could have done cool things with this film. However, they fumbled everything about this, and oh, yeah. after having season uh, seen Picard season two, I can't imagine it'll be any less of a fumble. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, like, this, I, yeah, just the fact that they he doesn't care about Shinzon at all, really. And just like, and then, and how Shinzon is just like insanely pure evil and just, it doesn't vibe. And, but yeah, but I would have liked it if like, that was just like Shinzon motivation, like just jealousy at Picard and, you know, and wanting to have his life or something. Right. And, and then maybe, and, and then like, that's the motivation. We don't need this, like him dying and somehow needs like a weird blood transfusion from Picard thing. Right. I mean, there's, there's just, it's way too busy. Like Shinzon, way too busy. Shinzon knows that he's dying. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, he should have a much more concise list of things he wants to do before he dies or be entirely focused on not dying. Yes. But he's, he's doing too many things at once. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm doing the Federation. I'm doing Romulus. Oh, but also I need to live. Uh, but also I need to do this weird mind thing to Troy. I mean, he's, he's like ticking off way too many boxes and he has a, his agenda is way too large. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Oh, I also, I need the, I need the coordinates of all the Federation ships. I need, right. and it's just like, bro, settle down, settle down, <laughs> focus on living first. Yeah. You know, you're dying. Mm -hmm. Like, like once you get that, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. But right now you're trying to do it all. And, and he can't. wants to have like a huge space battle mm -hmm. and all this other shit. It's like, bro, come on. Yeah. He's being way too ambitious, mm -hmm. not very organized. And one thing about fucking Picard is he's an organized man. He's very organized, very organized. So, um, Crusher says she doesn't know how long it will take for Shinzon to die, but knows the effect is in fact accelerating. With this information at hand, Picard realizes that Shinzon will come for him. Come. <laughs> come. Um, in Data's quarters, Data has B4 restrained and activates only cognitive and vocal and uh, uh, phallic subroutines. <laughs> then he blows B4. <laughs> uh, hmm, this erection is most curious. Uh, well, blow me down. <laughs> <laughs> Data tells B4 that because he is in a danger to the ship, he must be deactivated indefinitely. However, B4 does not understand and wishes to be released, but Data says he cannot allow it. 
Data asks about Shinzon's plans, but B4 doesn't have any useful information. B4 then asks how long indefinitely is, and after deactivating him, Data says, long time. <laughs> I actually did like this scene. This was a pretty yeah. cool scene, I guess. It it's was got, Data acting against himself, which, I mean, Brent Spiner's a good actor. I like him. Yeah. It was, you know, Data, it was data lore all over again, but with a simple lore. Yeah, kind of doing like the... Uh... Um, of mice and men type thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Doing the doing the Lenny. <laughs> yeah. How long is indefinitely? Mm. <laughs> I can tend the rat. <laughs> <laughs> I can pet the re- I can pet Spot. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Um, so during a senior staff briefing, LaFord calls Shinzon's weapon a cascading biogenic pulse, which is also how I describe my penis. Yeah. Got him. And that the properties of Thaleron radiation allow the weapon to expand its radius enough to affect a ship or even a planet. It's the fucking Death Star. It's the Death Star. Yeah, it just has the big the big unstoppable weapon. It's just like... That they built in secret behind a dark planet. It's yes. the Death Star. Yes. It's literally the Death Star. Also, it's been so long since I've seen this movie. And, like, I... I initially thought like uh, I, I I misremembered it like I thought like Shenzhen was dying of the being exposed to the radiation. Interesting. Like, and then I was like, oh okay, he needed the blood transfusion, huh? Uh. And, and that would have made sense. Like, I think also more sense like that he's dying from his exposure to this radiation is, from it, from a weapon of it, his liberation. And, I, and, I, that's and, a great and, story. And, yeah. and his obsession with using it and yeah. destroying like, but it's actually killing him in return. That that I like that too. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. We should we should write, <laughs> we should have written this damn movie. We should, let's just rewrite it, man. Yeah, or, or just fucking. <laughs> I'll just re-edit the film and we'll ADR it. We'll pretend oh, like it's, yeah. it's a foreign film and we'll just <laughs> we'll just dub everything. Like all the voices just sound like the both of us. I'll just I'll just play Shins on extra game, like Picard. Play him like Stewie. Oh my, my ooh, Picard! My life won't have meaning until I kill you, like I did Lewis, because I am a gay baby. All right, I'm I'm saying we do this. Yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> this is pretty fucking good, man. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you know how they have Family Guy Blue Harvest? That's all about um. Uh, Star Wars. Let's just mm. do Family Guy Blue Waffle. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blue Waffle Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or how about uh, <laughs> Family Guy Blue My Load? <laughs> <laughs> uh, giggity. Uh, Picard realizes that the only reason Shinzon would have built such a weapon would be to destroy Earth. What about? Romulus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is his, why would he be obsessed with fucking earth? That doesn't I, make, I, I know. Like it doesn't make sense. It like he, he, he doesn't have a, he's never been to earth. He has no qualms with earth. No earthling nor federation presence has ever subjugated has him no or idea. done anything bad to him. He has no idea how far earth is. He yeah. has no idea what anything like Literally, on earth is. He, he was just made as a weapon mm-hmm. by his oppressors. Mm hmm made to be a weapon against earth. Yeah. And and now he's like, Oh, well sure. I mean, I guess even though I completely and fundamentally disagree with all of the actions of my oppressors and creators, maybe I will carry out their will. <laughs> yeah. Even though I killed all of them. Yeah. What the fuck dude? Nothing makes sense here. No, nothing makes sense. <laughs> no. So, uh, 
Picard reasons that if humanity is destroyed, the Federation is crippled and would be an easy target for a Romulan invasion. Well, there you go. Fucking racism. Fucking human exceptionalism here. Oh, well, the humans are the only part of uh, fucking Federation that's important. <laughs> Guarding us. Sure, guys. Uh, LaForge also reluctantly tells Riker that there is no way to penetrate Shinzon's cloak. Crusher notes that Shinzon will likely come after Picard before going to Earth which is what Picard is counting on. Uh, he tells the crew that they're being sent to Sector 1045 to meet Starfleet Battle Group Omega. Hopefully the fleet will be able to stop the scimitar. Picard stands and tells the staff that under no circumstances can Shinzon be allowed to use the weapon and that all other concerns are secondary. After Riker assures him they understand his order, Picard orders the ships to battle stations. Next we get to... I think this is the scene. Is this the scene where Brian Singer takes over for Morif? Uh, it might be. Brian, yeah. Brian Singer is somewhere in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, for some reason, I always get Brian Singer and Brian Fuller confused. <laughs> yeah. Even though Brian Fuller's rad yeah. and like made the only two good episodes of Star Trek Discovery and then bounced. Um, and Brian Singer has... Uh, banged a lot of kids with what, what did with brian e singer do x-men movies that's right uh, that's apt, right apt pupil because yeah because brian singer and brian fuller are, were both part of star trek and they mm -hmm. both went on to do super successful and pretty good stuff afterwards mm -hmm. but brian fuller did the better stuff because he did uh fucking hannibal yeah and hannibal fucks does fucking love hannibal yeah and i'm not i'm not even sure if brian singer will ever work again probably not who Hopefully knows not. i mean he's gotten more than enough money i'm sure he's produced a ton of big shit yeah i mean yeah he was, he was connected to uh kevin spacey and all that and oh yeah and uh also he's really good friends with ian mckellen who's patrick stewart's best friend interesting yeah like yeah, we, uh we love ian mckellen though yeah and ian mckellen was at, at a lot of his parties god uh i ian mckellen is one of the funniest motherfuckers alive yeah <laughs> uh, i watched a little bit of a um a year or two ago they had a like a lord of the rings reunion like zoom meeting and stuff mm-hmm Dude, Ian McKellen was cracking everybody up the entire time. He referred to himself as Gandalf the Gay, which was like, which made me like uh, fucking like uh, uh, spit uh, Diet Coke out of my nose. It was so fucking good, dude. Like that dude. That, I am Gandalf the Gay. He's so fucking good, dude. I I love that dude. Uh, like he's he is an international treasure. He's one of the few British people we need to protect. Yes. Like we don't need to protect. Uh, fucking steward anymore you can take him out if you want yeah he's he's done no, he's, he's 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 over we're not we're not over ian mckellen though that dude is is fucking gold I love, <laughs> I love that guy so much. um so next we get what might be i don't know is this picard's last captain's log i can't remember him doing captain's log in star trek picard no i mean he doesn't do i mean he wouldn't be he's retired yeah, I mean, yeah. And he's a retired admiral. And fucking Rios is the captain of the La Cerita, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, captain's personal log, supplemental. Um, we're heading towards Federation space at maximum warp. The crew has responded with the dedication I've come to expect from them. And like a thousand other commanders on a thousand other battle battlefields, I wait for the dawn. <laughs> it's an interesting thing to say. I mean, it's... It's so weird to me how much like British military history they shoehorn, they continuously shoehorn into fucking Starfleet and the Federation and Star Trek in general. Like, yeah, 
their entire military command structure down to non-commissioned officers like is British. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird to me that they do the stratification and classicism of non-commissioned officers in Starfleet because it's the only reason they ever did that. That's a, that's a holdover from the British Navy when fucking like enlisted people like, so, so basically non-commissioned officers were just poor people who like had to work on a ship and then every commissioned officer was like from a family of wealth or a royal family. Mm-hmm. And they would only let those people ever like be in charge of a ship. And so even though O'Brien went through the entirety of Starfleet, <laughs> just like everybody else, and he's obviously smarter and knows more about ship operations than anybody on the ship, he can never be a captain. Yeah. Which fucking sucks. But also, I don't think he fully enlisted in a way. What do you mean? Like, I, cause he's kind of just like, I mean, he's just like, it doesn't seem like he, that, well, also, it doesn't seem like that's his drive. Um, well, his drive is to just work so he can avoid everything else in his life. Yeah. Cause everything else in his life is suffering. And so he's like, might as well work, you know? And so, but no, I mean, he, he doesn't want the captain's chair, but he would be great in the captain's chair. Oh yeah. And I mean, he's, he's been in command uh, of like the defiant and like runabouts and stuff mm-hmm. at certain points before. And he's always been exemplary. Yeah. Like he's, he's a smart, apt dude who makes great decisions on the fly. Yeah. He's one of the smartest, best performers in DS9 entirely. Yeah. Like he's, he's a great dude to have on your ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he knows everything about that ship more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Like, he, he, he would be great in command. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's we see him because he's the chief engineer on the ship, and even though he's got, like, enlisted officers under him, he still, like, you know, he's still their boss, and he's a great boss. Everybody yeah. likes him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not, it's not, 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 you know, and that's the thing, like, you do whatever you want in this kind of in world, and that's not. He, yeah, does, but, he does what he wants. But it's weird to me that they have the distinction between those types of officers. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me because it is a holdover from British stratification, mm-hmm. specifically. And, like, in the 1800s, it doesn't make sense why they have that in Starfleet. It Like, literally, if, if Starfleet was, like, utopian, I don't think they'd have captains. Like, everyone mm-hmm. would vote on decisions. Like, it'd be way more democratic. I mean, that's what they kind of do with in, in TNG, like, like Picard is like just taking taking um suggestions from his from from who from his officers uh how many of those are NCOs <laughs> but i'm just saying like none of them he, pat he, he does none of them <laughs> pat it is it is always seen like he always takes he always takes the advice of of all the people like he does he does listen to people and he makes the best decisions at the time mm-hmm. like really what comes down to him is the is the final decision and it it should be uh, it, it's especially weird that, you know, like he's the captain, Riker is the, um, you know, the, the, the first officer. And it is actually established that uh, Picard's family definitely owns land on earth. Yeah. Riker's family definitely owns land on earth. The only, <laughs> the only other uh, family that probably owns la- land on earth is Worf's. Yes. So... <laughs> And Worf is the only Klingon who's been allowed into Starfleet. It seems like there's a lot of classism and stratification <laughs> still going on here is all I'm saying. Yeah. It's weird that the, the, only, the people at the top of running the ship 
come from white land-owning families from Earth exclusively, yeah? Isn't that a little weird? That's weird to not me. Ex- not exclusively to the captains. Um, well, I mean, in TNG, I mean, like, yeah. and also, I, I mean, DS9, fucking uh, uh, Cisco's dad obviously, like, owns his own restaurant. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not in not every, I mean, some people own, like, shitty land, like Raffi. Raffi mm. owns desert, <laughs> like, and so, and, you know, there's ratification going on here. And she, you know, never made it beyond lieutenant, and then she mm. quit because Picard quit, right? And so, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm saying is like I feel like uh I feel like the writers um of of Star Trek in general just like looked at Britain and made the wrong conclusions. Cause when I look at Britain in their history, I'm like, nah, that all needs to go. The yeah. future can't include any of that. But but these folks are like, no, nah, there's some good hierarchies from Britain. They they made some good systems. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, they they just had a really successful slave trade. So in Astrometrics, Picard asks Data where their current position is. Data reports that they will reach the fleet in just about 40 minutes. Picard remarks that Shinzon called himself a mirror of Picard. But Data disagrees, saying the events of Picard's life have created a unique individual. Plus, Data says, I jerk off in the mirror, and I've never (laughs) jerked off in front of you, Captain. (laughs) He compares Picard's situation with Shinzon to his situation with B4. They both want to blow each other. He says that while B4 may be physically identical to Data, aside from the former's less developed penis, B4 would not be Data even if he did have an equally small penis. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, they showed, like, he doesn't have, have the same penis. It's penis and also the same capabilities as data. Like yeah. he, 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 his processing power isn't on par with data's. Mm-hmm. So he, he has like a limit, right. like he can never rise to, to what data can achieve because of, because of his natural limitation. But at the same time, because he's dumber, I think he's probably a better fuck than Data because he doesn't overthink things. That's true. He just has this big old dick that he just like. He's it, like is that camelback dick? Yeah, right. And he's he just he fucks like an animal because you know he's he's a basic thinker. You know, <laughs> Which is what I'm saying. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, fuck dumb people. They're great fucks. Yeah, great. They got <laughs> nothing else going on in their head. Uh, so Data explains that uh, he aspires to be better than he is, as does Picard. But neither B4 nor Shinzon share that trait. Mm-hmm. As they begin passing through the rift, their connection to Starfleet cartography is interrupted, and Data explains that all long-range communication will be affected. As he does so, both he and Picard realize that this is what Shinzon had been waiting for. Picard taps his comm badge and orders Riker to take ama- evasive maneuvers immediately, but it's too late as Shinzon has already begun firing at them. Shinzon orders his gunner to only target weapons and shields as he doesn't want to destroy the Enterprise. What does he want? Yeah. Like, it's like, fucking beam Picard over, take his blood and leave. Like, what do you want to? <laughs> so, um, the next shot uh, from his ship knocks out the Enterprise's warp drive, causing it to revert to impulse speed. The scimitar is visible for the briefest moment as it too drops out of warp, disappearing completely as it turns about to resume the attack. Picard and Data arrive on the bridge as disruptor blasts continue to impact the Enterprise. Riker reports that they cannot return fire while the scimitar is firing through its cloak, 
and LaForge says their warp drive is inoperable. Picard orders Worf to fire a full phaser spread at zero elevation with photon torpedoes ready to launch at any, uh, at any shield impact. So, so one thing I don't understand here is like, how could they not see where the fucking disruptors were coming from? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And and use and try to predict where it's going to be next. Right. Like and, and sort of move where where it's moving. Like instead they don't seem to do anything. They're just like we're dead in the water. We don't know what we're doing. Yes. Very dumb. Very dumb. Very bad. Uh, yeah. And also this is like it also just goes to show like how stupid Shinzon is because yeah this tactic works with one ship. Mm-hmm. Like it can possibly evade one ship, but it, like with the entire fleet of of the federation just like surrounding him like like especially like forming like a physical barrier mm. to keep his massive ship from even like nap from from um getting out of the situation yeah because like, i mean he's relying on being cloaked this entire time yeah like if he loses his cloaked he's pretty much fucked especially with multiple ships yes yeah and then the multiple ships could also like better track him and and then and then coordinate to to track him down and it's just silly Billy gumdrop stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Enterprise loses a corona. Uh, sorry. Um, Picard orders Worf to fire a full phaser spread at zero elevation with photon torpedoes ready to launch at any shield impact. The Enterprise uh, loses a bunch of phaser blasts, and a few of them hit the scimitar behind it, but it easily evades the volley of torpedoes afterwards. On his bridge, Shinzon sneers, saying, You're too slow, old man, <laughs> and orders his crew to perform attack pattern Shinzon Theta. Okay. That's that's a Latin letter. Yeah. Why? Why are you using Latin? You've never heard of Latin. Yeah, it's probably like Theta and Riemann. Whatever the Riemann equivalent is. Mm, no. <laughs> he just, well, then why wasn't it just like... Uh, Shinzon T or something. Like, yeah, it would have translated to probably English. I don't know. Like, why would have it have translated into Latin? Is my question. From Riemann into Latin, that's not part of like. I mean, maybe 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 Riemanns have their own Latin, like their own like flowery speech. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> their own their own other language. Yeah, yeah. Uh so passing overhead, the yeah, they they just have a language only assholes speak. Ah, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you're speaking pig reman. <laughs> <laughs> uh passing overhead, the scimitar rakes the Enterprise dorsal hole with disruptor blasts, almost draining its shields uh while doing so. Picard orders a full axis rotation to port and to fire all ventral phaser banks. The Enterprise scores several hits, but only causes minimal damage to the scimitar. Riker orders evasive pattern Kirk Epsilon, and Picard calls Troy to the bridge. Shinzon hails... Where are you? Are you too busy crying about your assault? Get to work! (laughs) I told you, you can't take any time off, (laughs) goddammit! So Shinzon hails and asks to see Picard in his ready room. (laughs) Get ready to fuck! Uh, in the ready room, Picard enter, uh, encounters a holographic Shinzon, who tells him not to bother trying to trace the holographic emitters. Shinzon wants Picard to surrender and to allow him to transport Picard to his ship to suck his dick. Yeah. When Picard asks about the... <laughs> you ever suck a hologram's dick? <laughs> you gonna suck whatever I pull out of this hologram? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Shinsan says, uh, when Picard asks about the Enterprise, Shinsan says he has little interest in it. Picard asks Shinsan to look at him. He says that Shinsan's hearts, hands, and eyes are all the same as his own. Wrong. His heart's not the same. Yeah. Picard has a has a has a uh, has a artificial heart. True. And all. And these hands are small, I know, <laughs> but they're not ours. They are my own. Uh, Picard tells. That's definitely like something that they miss. Like, oh yeah, like there's there's. There's more to Picard. Like, yeah, he had the, that experience of getting stabbed through the heart. Like, that was the defining moment for him. And, like, you think the song uh, Straight Through the Heart by Dio is about that? Mm, maybe. Mm. Picard tells Shinzon that using that potential to make yourself a better man is what it means to be human. Uh, Shinzon dismisses all of this as childish dreams he lost in the brutality he experienced in the Riemann mines. <laughs> Picard says that he knows that deep down, they are a better man than someone who would exterminate an entire planet's population. What are you basing that on, Picard? Yeah, like, like, because he's like, like, well, you're me, so that. In the short time that you've known him, uh, let's see. Well, he's uh, killed a whole bunch of people using experimental radiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he raped your friend. Yeah, he's, um, he's done multiple war crimes already, he's, Picard. He's done like, mul- it's, it's and not, now he's, he's currently trying to kill you and steal your blood. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like He's trying to do a Dracula on you, Picard. Fucking get wise, dog. Yeah, like, what? Well, where, where are you getting this from? Yeah. Like, that. that's why, like, some scene establishing some, like, just, like, some report that they have on, a, on an intellectual, ethical level would have, would have. And I, I think they tried that in the first face to face scene they have when they're alone. Yeah, but uh, but at that, that point, like um, uh, Shinzon's just bullshitting them. Like he doesn't yeah. care about any of this shit. No, he doesn't. Like he's like he's totally full of shit. And, and that's, that's the thing. I don't know what he cares about. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I asked you because like I mean, ultimately, I think he just wants Picard's blood. But like he puts so much shit on the table, and he he doesn't have time to take a bite of anything. Yeah. And, right. and and everything that he said that he was fighting for is is not real. No. So what is he fighting? That's for? my question. Yeah. That's that's like at the heart of the film. Like if you're gonna have a villain based film, they have to have a very strong motive. And that's why Wrath of Khan fucking works. Yeah. Is because they established a motive a decade earlier. Mm-hmm. And like and so it it fucking raw. And a, it shows and it shows why Khan makes the dumb decisions he does that eventually does. leads to his downfall yeah, because, because he's so so singularly obsessed yeah. with doing this thing. Right. And but Shenzon, we have no fucking like okay, like maybe the desperation to get Picard's blood, but then why fuck with all this other stuff? And I mean, and it it gets even crazier when you like fucking get the shoehorning of B four in there. Like, how the fuck? Did he get six positronic brains? Uh, I, I or just was think it was it a separate was it all he was, separate because like uh, it was just B four in six different parts. Okay, okay. So yeah. how the fuck did did the wrong? Well, did he get did he get a Soong android? Yeah. How, how the, okay, not only did how the fuck maybe he stole it from the Romulans, but how the fuck did the Romulans get it? Yeah. And but yeah. And really, like you would think, like. Okay, like a perfect copy or well, physical copy of data would be also like useful in spycraft. Mm-hmm. Like, why not utilize before? I mean, before stupid, but it's like, yeah, I mean, that's that's a great question. Why didn't, yeah, they just fucking they replace have two, data with before they and have just two, have them be quiet? They just have two perfect copies of, of two people that they can they can replace into high, high, um, 
high uh, profile positions mm-hmm. and they just don't do nothing with it. <laughs> right. And, and, and what do you think is going to be more suspicious? Replacing a robot and then suddenly the robot is like more quiet and seems a little more dumb mm-hmm. or replacing Picard with a person who has none of his memories. Yeah. Like how, how, how do they even, and none ex- of his personality. I, I, yeah, I don't, ex- I don't understand how they expected that to work out being that like, I mean, only a couple Romulans had ever met Picard in the first place. And so how do they even know that he's like one of the most important guys in Starfleet? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and they did have like an opportunity if he, if Shinzon did exist at the time, like, you know, the episode where like Spock is doing like, you know, the, the peace talks with Romulans and mm-hmm. stuff like that would have been a perfect time to just like eat Picard out of there and yeah. <laughs> replace him with Shinzon. Right. And it's, and I mean, there's also a lot of weird considerations here too. Like, why do we still have like the Romulan neutral zone? Because they were allies during the Dominion War with the Federation. And oh, so I, I think it was just they, like tentative. Figure, they figure they would have normalized relations a little bit more like four years after the Dominion War ends, or two years. Sorry. I kind of probably think it's kind of like how the allies with the Soviet Union and the, and, and the United States probably was. Okay, that that is true. Because, yeah. yeah, okay, the cold. So, so yeah, but if, if they would have done that, it would have been good of them to maybe mention a cold war yeah. because I mean, they can't shut up about the temporal cold war and enterprise, which was filmed at the exact same time. Yeah. Well, I think like, yeah. Cause like they were just like, got it together for the dominion war, but like it, no concessions were made to yeah. like for free, free travel between their two. And, areas. and they could have literally summed it up with a line at the beginning of the film, but been like, Oh, we can't go into the Romulan neutral zone. We're still in a cold war with them after the Dominion War or something yeah. like that. And like, I mean, because they mentioned the Dominion War yeah, right tension, around ten, them. Yeah, like tensions are still up. Like they don't full, we don't fully trust one another and stuff right, like right, that. Right. I don't know. Whatever. So uh, Picard asks if Shinzon will waste his life in a blaze of hatred and says he can make another choice. However, Shinzon says that he can't change what he is and that he will show Picard his true nature. He says his voice will echo through time after Picard's fades to a dim memory. With that, his hologram disappears. <laughs> Picard sighs, forced to accept that he has lost his last chance to get through to Shinzon. And now, he has no choice but to suck him to the death. Sorry, fight him to the death. Um, to suck him dry. I mean, uh, suck this guy. I mean, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Shinzon returns to his ship just in time to see two Romulan warbirds to cloak. On the Enterprise, Picard steps out just in time to see the same thing. Riker tells Picard this is happening, quote, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> At that moment, they are hailed by Commander Dinatra aboard the warbird Valdor, um, who offers her assistance to the Enterprise. Picard is amazed that they're there to help them instead of Shinzon. She explains that the Enterprise considers this situation a, uh, sorry, the Empire uh, considers this situation a matter of internal security, and she apologizes that Picard had to get involved. Picard says that when this is over, he owes Denatra a drink. Denatra agrees and says Romulan ale just as her ship is hit. (laughs) Uh, The three ships get to work coordinating with each other to make a full counterattack against a scimitar. Shinzon attacks the flanking warbird and manages to disable it. The Valdor makes a strafing run on the Shimitar. Shinzon orders a partial decloaking and has the ship come to a full stop, making it look like the Shimitar has suffered significant damage. 
Dinatra takes the bait and has the Veldor close in. At the critical moment, Shinzon fires all weapons just as the Veldor passes over him. And like his right-hand man is like, they're going to kill us now. <laughs> and he's like, not yet. It's pretty, yeah, there's some tension there. <laughs> uh, the Veldor is now disabled as well. Dinatra tells Picard that they have life support for now, but are otherwise dead in the water. Yeah. And Picard's like, understood. <laughs> uh, with the Romulans out of the way, the scimitar turns its attention back to, towards the Enterprise, with their shields failing and the hull beginning to fail in certain areas. But Troy has an idea. Oh, no. On the scimitar, as Shinzon prepares the next attack, the Viceroy suddenly gasps in shock. When Shinzon asks what's wrong, the Viceroy tells him, She's here. <laughs> uh, Troy has used the same trick the Viceroy did earlier to get Shinzon in her mind. Now, it would be very funny if she sexually assaulted him here. <laughs> he's just like standing there and he just like, like cum just starts dripping out of the bottom of his pants and he's like, I do like how she's guiding uh, Worf's hand like a Ouija board. That is very cool. <laughs> She's just like, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, she's locating the Viceroy through her mind and at the same time guiding Worf's hand to precisely locate the scimitar. After a few moments, she locks onto the Viceroy despite his attempts to resist, telling him, remember me? At that moment, she tells Worf, now! And Worf flies a full folly of quantum torpedoes towards the scimitar, all of which score direct hits. Picard has the Enterprise continue to fire. The ship makes a strafing run over the scimitar while slamming it with phasers and some more quantum torpedoes, which finally disable its cloak. Shinzon orders the Viceroy to prepare a boarding party and to go get Picard. Shinzon orders full disruptors targeting one specific point on the Enterprise, and it's enough to disable the Enterprise shields fully, and the Romulan boarding party beams aboard the Enterprise. Riker and Worf lead a team to confront their intruders. On the way, Worf tells Riker the Romulans fought with honor, and Riker smiles and says, yes, they did, <laughs> which is actually kind of a fun throwaway line. I did like that. Yeah. Um, it, it shows like a beginning of relations towards these these two civilizations, which... Honestly, it's weird to me that, like, they just kind of leave this hanging, and then the next time we talk about the Romulans, it's in Star Trek 2009, and relations are not normalized until the Federation has to come save their asses. Well, Star Trek 2009 takes place during Kirk. It does, but at the very beginning, it takes place in 20, oh, yeah. 28, that's whatever, true. when Romulus blows up. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's the crux of the film, which is, like, which I don't... Yeah, it's like it, it has way too much importance in the Star Trek universe now because, mm -hmm. like, if it weren't for Star Trek 2009, Picard season one would not happen. Yeah. Because it's all built on that, which I'm like, and also this. So, it, which is why I, I feel a specific hatred, I think, for, for this film and Star Trek 2009 is because basically the entire bones of Picard season one and two are built on, on the foundation of just those two films and nothing mm -hmm. else. So hate that. <laughs> so, um, at that moment, uh, the attacking party of Remans, uh, meets with the Federation or the Starfleet, uh, security party and a firefight ensues in the corridor. The Viceroy, after sneering at Riker, uh, eventually ducks into the Jeffreys tube and uh, slides down, but it's more of just a laundry chute. 
Yeah, it it what function does it have? I don't know. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then Riker's like, uh, "Worf, cover me!" And Worf like jumps on the ground and just like murks a ton of people. Mm-hmm. And then Riker jumps into the Jeffries tube and goes after um, the guy. Just fucking goes, uh, just kills a bunch of vampires. Yeah, which is like, if I if I were that fucking Reman dude, I would have just like uh, stopped halfway down the Jeffries tube and just like held my phaser. Yeah. And the moment <laughs> Riker gets there, bang, he's over. Like. This guy's not a good warrior. Also, like, yeah, there is no, like, emotional weight to, like, uh, the uh, Rikers and uh, the Viceroy's fight. Although they should, because the Viceroy is the one that, like, got Mm -hmm. into his wife's mind. But he doesn't know that. Does he? I mean, I... Does he know it was the Viceroy? Can he... Yeah, because I, I don't think so, because his face turned into the Viceroy. Not Deanna's, and so well, like, I she, mean, it's something she experienced, but yeah. I mean, I guess they, I guess they did. I she guess probably told him though, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess they did meet at that, at that one, at yeah, that yeah. one meeting. But... So yeah, he'd recognize him. Yeah. So, um, the scimitar fires on the bridge, destroying the view screen and causing a massive hole breach that blows the helmsman, Lieutenant Branson, out into space. R.I.P. Lieutenant Branson. Also, this is like the only time that the bridge on any Enterprise has ever been blown open. And I don't like it yeah. a lot, especially because it's made very clear that the view screen is just that, a screen, not a window. Yeah. <laughs> but but they shoot it, and it blows open like it was a fucking window. Yeah, you would you would think, like, the, I mean, the glass does shatter in generations on the bridge. Yeah, which is weird, because it's which, not glass. Which is, which is very weird. Because it's not but glass. You would, you would think the bridge would be one of the most highly uh, armored. Guarded. Yeah, yeah, it and, would. And, it would. and because, because of this reason, because you take the bridge out, and you take out the commanding officers, like the bridge right. is, the, the ship is basically... Which is why they do have an auxiliary bridge in the... Well, at least on the Enterprise-D. I don't even know if the Enterprise-E has an auxiliary yeah. bridge, but... Uh, and also, I, I got to point out here. Um, I still hate the bridge of the Enterprise. E. It looks like dog shit. I it does. Think. It's like it's not organized well. Like Shinzon's bridge looks fucking cool. It does. It's like it's big and dark, and like everyone's super spaced out, which doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But it looks cool. Yeah. Like it looks cool. Whereas like the Enterprise E bridge is just like it's very round. It's very like in a circle. And everyone's on like swiveling chairs, like little desk chairs, mm-hmm. and like the captain's like in the middle, but everyone's really far away from him. He doesn't and, have like a right hand man, or and left- for some reason, Jordy has his own uh, own position on the bridge. He does, which is strange because you know Data is ops and does basically the engineering of the bridge and like power routing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like Jordy should be down in engineering. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's his, his job. That's He's his job. Engineering chief. Yes. Really. So. <laughs> yeah, um, his whole his whole thing is making sure that warp core doesn't explode. <laughs> right. And he, he doesn't even give a fuck about the well, I mean, I guess the warp core is offline and they're on impulse. So yeah. I guess that kind of does make sense now. So, so uh, the rest of the crew hang on to whatever is nearby as they're getting sucked out into space. And uh, the emergency force fields are put into place. Picard calls for medical teams as Troy races down to take over the ops position in order to pilot. Uh, Okay, once again here. The force fields, the emergency force fields, are those not shields? Are those not the same thing that shields are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, it, it should have had something where, I mean, I would feel very insecure about just having, like, a force field. 
yeah. be be like the only barrier between me and open because, space. Because as, as they have <laughs> as they have already established, if you shoot a shield enough, it goes down. Yeah. <laughs> I figure that if you shoot a force field enough, it goes down. And if not, why don't they make the shields out of a force field? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, why don't they make the whole fucking plane a black box? Come yeah. On. yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like they should have had like it would make sense you know, that they would prepare for this inevitability. Like there would be like some sort of like blast doors or something or, or like, um, or like, uh, pieces of, uh, of a uh, metal or something that they or, quickly patch. How about this? Let me, let me give you a crazy galaxy brain idea. Uh, don't put the bridge on the outside of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> also, why aren't they moving to, if, if there is an auxiliary bridge on, on the enterprise, e, why aren't they moving to it? Great because question. obviously like there, this bridge is compromised in mm-hmm. a very, in a way like, they could all be sucked out. So I don't know if there's an auxiliary bridge on the Enterprise E. I only assume so because there was one on the D. Yeah. But then again, I don't know if this even has two separate sections. But like even in even in Enterprise, you know, like they they've they've I think multiple times they uh, like um, established like a uh, a command position from another part in the ship. I mean, well, you can in every uh, Starfleet ship you can always command the ship from engineering. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. So there's yeah, that. I would be like, fuck, let's go down there. <laughs> So, data reports that they have exhausted their torpedo complement, and phasers are down to just 4%. Uh, better than 3%ers. You know what mm. I'm saying? What's up? Uh, Picard considers targeting all phasers on one spot, but with the scimitar shields um, at 70%, LaForge tells him it would make no difference whatsoever. The scimitar pulls into position so they can see it right through the hole in the bridge where the view screen was. Troy wonders what Shinzon is doing. Picard realizes that Shinzon is trying to look him in the eye so he can finally come. <laughs> Thinking Shinzon knows what Picard will do, Picard realizes they have a chance to get him. Which is like, this is so frivolous. Like, he needs to look him in the eye. He's on a ship. Yeah. He's on a different ship. Uh, Picard tells LaForge to divert all power to engines and has Troy standing by. Also, like, if he wants to look him in the eye, why doesn't he make himself a hologram? Look him in the eye that way. Like he just did. Yeah, he ju- he literally just did that. Yeah, and again, this is like Shinzon just making dumb decisions for the sake of making dumb decisions. Correct. Like, yeah, he's, okay. he's making dumb decisions to open himself up so Picard can eventually win. Yeah. It's dumb. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just bad writing. Is mm-hmm. what it is. So Shinzon hails and asks if Picard is still alive. Picard says that he is, like very confidently. He's like, I am. <laughs> uh Shinzon suggests that Picard go ahead and surrender. Picard tells Shinzon that when he was in the Academy during his first evaluation, he was considered to be very overconfident. And then Picard immediately cuts off the channel before Shinzon can even reply. Meanwhile, as he was talking to Shinzon, Picard sent Troy an order via text message, which is actually kind of cool because mm-hmm. they never do that. You know. And this is sort of like going back to... Um to Khan, to Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. when, like, they're, like, just, like, you know, distracting the the, the villain while yeah. they secretly make plans. And so I felt like this movie definitely wanted to be a Wrath of Khan. Yeah, I feel it, like... The, the pacing was similar, mm-hmm. except they fucked it all up. Yeah, I, I do feel like, yeah, I mean, also First Contact kind of wanted to be Wrath of Khan, just, like, yeah. with the end. And there's so many, like, them trying to recreate the Wrath of Khan magic. Into and, Darkness needed to be wrath of <laughs> yeah Kong. it did and it that was pro- i think i don't know that's probably one of the worst movies i've ever seen 
But so so I I don't know if I dislike that or this more. Yeah, it's I hard think to say. Those, those two are definitely my bottom two Star Trek films. I mean, like when I rewatched uh, Into Darkness recently, like I real I, I I didn't realize how much I had actually forgotten and just wasn't paying attention to the to the to the to the, to the movie because like. I hated it so much. I was like, "Oh, I totally forgot." Uh, Pike died <laughs> in that yeah. in that one, right. um, but yeah, just like, um, yeah, it's it's hard to say which is worse. <laughs> it is. So, um, as Picard cuts off the channel, he tells Troy to engage, and Troy's like, "Engage? I'm already married, Captain. You were the best man." <laughs> hey, got him. Uh, uh, and then he orders all hands to brace for impact. Troy takes the Enterprise to maximum impulse on a direct collision course with the Scimitar. Shinzon quickly notices what Picard is doing and orders evasive action, but not in time. Mm. The Enterprise collides with the Scimitar and starts to plow its way through the main hull. The Enterprise suffers massive damage, throwing the entire crew off their feet and destroying several sections of the ship. Yeah, it was like, was like the Scimitar just made out of like paper mache. It's just like, it's because yeah. like, because like it, because like the Enterprise came out winning out of this 911. I mean, I mean, so, I mean it makes sense given I think the construction of stuff because the front of the scimitar is like completely flat whereas the enterprise is rounded. Oh yeah, it's kind of like in BattleBots Yeah, like and, and I watch a lot of BattleBots. Oh, I know you do. BattleBots fucks, dude. <laughs> I fucking love that. So yeah, it's, it's BattleBots physics. It's like it's like it's like wrestling for people who don't have sex. <laughs> it's pretty pretty rad. Pretty rad. But yeah, like that's what what always happens in BattleBots. Like the big clunky thing always gets knocked over by the by the thing with like that has the as the as the ramp or the uh, the edge. So I just realized that wrestling is wrestling for people who don't have sex. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure what it is. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you... BattleBots is 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 wrestling for people who have never had sex yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> who, who don't even know the concept of sex yeah. <laughs> like wrestling fans like who are fans of like wwe they, they they are aware that sex is something that happens they're just not having it right like right. battle bots people are just like completely removed they have no sexual desire they, they, don't, they don't care they don't care they don't care yeah like they don't seek out sexual gratification in any way whether it be like uh self or with other people and it's just like it's it's, a, it's just it's like something beyond them yeah you know you know the uh the the screen cap uh from garfield where garfield is like looking at a newscast and it is like garfield's face crossed out and he's like huh i wonder who yeah like. it's like they 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 go online and like they they go to like a 3d printing website and they see all these dildos and like oh huh, I, I wonder who that's for. <laughs> yeah dildos huh that's a weird shape deal or do not there is no try. okay <laughs> deal or do not there is no try Okay. <laughs> um, so the Enterprise collides with a scimitar and starts plowing its way through the main hole. The Enterprise suffers massive damage, throwing the entire crew off their feet and destroying several sections of the ship. Uh, eventually, the Enterprise comes to a stop, leaving both ships locked together. In the Jeffries tube, Riker gets the drop on the Viceroy. And <laughs> like a dog knot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just fighting in like a blue hallway. Um, yeah. He kicks a knife away from him, and uh, at that point, their battle becomes a hand-to-hand brawl, which is pretty fun. Yeah, you know, I, I like this battle scene enough. It's it's not bad. It's co- it's just funny that like because like uh, the end of the battle scene that was funny. the the Reman the Reman makeup just is so clunky. So like um, 
like uh, Ron Perlman is just like shuffling around with this giant head. And it's so weird. <laughs> and this you giant cloak. You don't have to put much makeup on Ron Perlman to make him look otherworldly. No, you don't. He's a he's got a weird face, man. The dude's like, made a career of looking otherworldly. Like. Yeah, like literally he's he's as big of a character actor as he is because he looks like a fucking character. Yeah, I mean, remember Beauty and the Beast? Remember it. I have all fucking three seasons oh, on my server, you son of a bitch. Hells yeah. 1987's Beauty and the Beast. Yes, yeah. I remember. It's written well. by George R.R. R. Martin. Indeed it was. Yeah. I it was, I mean, he's in the first scene of Is that he? filming. I didn't yeah. know that. He's a, he's a guy on the subway. Oh, wow. I'm surprised they could pan the camera down that far to go. <laughs> hey, he's, he's a little fella. He's a little guy. Yeah, but he looks exactly the same. It's funny. But yeah. but yeah, like in the makeup that he wore in Beauty and the Beast, pretty much is just him, just with like a little cat face. And like a little more hair. Yeah, yeah with, a little more he's, hair. He's like, it's just him with whiskers. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so on the scimitar, uh, Shinzon orders full reverse on the engines, which separates the ships and destroys several decks, leaving part of the Enterprise's saucer section in the scimitar. During the pullout, Riker and the Viceroy fall into a chasm, likely caused by the ship's separation. Riker, hanging on to a metal causeway, this would have killed them, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they, yeah, if they were in, yeah, come on. Uh, Riker, hanging on to a metal causeway, kicks the Viceroy's leg out from under him and sends him plummeting to his death. And this part is so, like, the, the, the he goes, no! With like tons of echo on it, and it sounds like shit. So, dude, dude has like crazy psychic powers. Does not utilize them in a hand to hand combat. No. Like, oh, it's my. You know, you would think that it evolved with the Remans as a defense mechanism of some kind. He doesn't try to give give Riker any kind of psychic attack at all. Like, yeah. Even though he's, it, it's it's shown that he's able to project his will. Across, he's literally taken over <laughs> Riker's body. Yeah, like or like like made. Yeah, it's like, but like it influenced a person's brain from from God knows how far away, and it's and a, not just a, per, a, a like a sensitive person. Yeah, yeah. like he could have just like fucking like bra- like melt made Riker's brains melt out of his ears instead. Yeah, he's just I like, mean he could he could have just made like Riker think he was like getting blown by like <laughs> by like. At a bathhouse, and Riker would have been like, "Oh, is he gets is fucking shot in the head?" Yeah. <laughs> it cuts it cuts to what's actually happening. He's just like like he's uh, just getting like stabbed the, in the throat. The, the, the viceroy is just stabbing him repeatedly in the chest. But he's just like, "I'm coming." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that would have made a much better movie, right? Uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna recut it. Yeah. It's gonna we're gonna have to probably refilm some things too, though. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we gotta. I mean, when we recut it. For, for the Picard death scene, we have to use uh, the one scene from that vampire, the space vampire movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Life Force. Yeah, Life Force, yeah. where he's like getting drained. That of movie all of his rocks blood. because that I've, woman. I've, I've only ever seen that scene, and I've seen that scene like a hundred times. Uh, it's it, so cool. It has a, a what the the va- the space vampire woman spends the entire movie completely nude. You sold me. <laughs> that's that's all I needed to hear, Pat. I know that, and it has Patrick Stewart. He's kind of he's an asshole in I'm it. I'm not even gonna fucking edit these episodes tonight. <laughs> I'm just watching Life Force <laughs> naked, <laughs> like she is. No, you'll you'll have you'll have your shirt and stuff on, no pants, oh, and your yeah. socks will be on. Got to keep the socks on. Oh, yeah. Got to keep that traction. Well, I, no, no, yeah. I mean, the doctor makes me wear the grippy socks. Oh so. yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're medical. Oh yeah. So, with both, with both ships separated and all other op- options exhausted, Picard attempts to initiate the auto-destruct sequence. 
However, the computer informs him that it is offline. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, B4 took that off. Uh, on the scimitar, Shinzon is told that their disruptors are offline. So, wait, how did Picard, how did, how did B4 take the auto-destruct offline? That implies that the data somehow has powers to auto-destruct the ship, which we know only the person in command, usually only in, com- uh, in conjunction mm-hmm. with the first officer, can actually initiate. I mean, I think a lot of these come boil down to the people who made this movie have no idea about anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's great that they went. They were like, "Hey, uh, so people didn't love the last Trek film that was made entirely by people close to Trek. So next one, we're just going to have the writer and director not care about Trek <laughs> at all. It's a, it's a it's a bold strategy. Let's see how it pans out. <laughs> <sighs> It did. Yeah, because like that's the thing. Like watching this, it's like, yeah, insurrection. It's a good episode. Yeah, insurrection at least is recognizably a Star Trek movie. Yeah, this is like it has all the Star Trek characters in it, but I'm like, what's? I mean, what's what's really going on here? There's like, and at the beginning, it's weird because like at at the wedding scene, it feels like yeah, whoever wrote this gets these characters, and immediately afterwards. It falls apart. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. This ain't your daddy's next generation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Shinzon orders that the weapon be deployed and used to kill everyone on the Enterprise. Mm. Afterward, they are to set course for Earth and complete their mission. Killing everybody. Homie, you have hours to live. Yeah. Like, like you're still on the Romulan border. mm. (laughs) Like, he ain't going to make it in time. Nope. (laughs) Uh, And he he uses a a quote. He's like... uh, he says, kill everything on the ship and then set course to Earth, which apparently was uh, the scene that they used for, I want to say it was a Taco Bell commercial or something, tie-in. It was, it was some fast food tie-in. <laughs> so what, but, like Shinzon was just like, they have, they have crunchy chalupas? Set course for Earth! <laughs> so, so, so they actually recut the commercial, and instead of saying, kill everything on the ship and set course for Earth, they recut it to say... Set course for Earth and kill everything. <laughs> Which I'm like, wait a second, that's even genocidier for ta- for Taco Bell. That that like you did not sanitize that at all. Oh, I you thought, made that worse. I thought they were going to make it where Shinzon wanted to go to Earth to get tacos. That would have been funny if he was like, <laughs> set course for Earth, and then the next thing it's like Tom Hardy using his. <laughs> Dick sucking lips to fucking deep throw a churro or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, like it starts off with like um, and there's just a, like the sour creams falling all over his face. <laughs> but as like the viceroy being like, look, sir, look at look at all the value meals that they have <laughs> and all the Pepsi products. <laughs> they have they have crunchy chalupas, cheesy quesadillas, mm-hmm. and, and and delicious mouth watering burritos. Uh yeah, with that chalupa deal, could I get a could I get like a a, a, a diet coke? Your diet Pepsi okay? <laughs> Go to Earth and kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> then, like showing it to a group of like Taco Bell executives, like so this is pro Taco Bell, like showing <laughs> showing 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 them destroy all of our all of our all of the Taco Bell facilities. Like yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who hasn't? Who among us hasn't wanted the to? The Supreme-style Praetor Chalupa. <laughs> uh, so the 
The activation is noticed on the Enterprise. When Picard asks how long they have, the Forge says the sequence should take about seven minutes as the Thaleron radiation is relayed to the firing points. Once that happens, no one on the Enterprise will survive. When Troy wonders how Shinzon can do that, knowing it will kill Picard, Picard tells her it's not about him anymore. What is it about? <laughs> I am so, like, what's his motive now? I don't get it. Like, that's the only motive I could make sense at this point of the film is he wants to capture Picard so he can live and, like, actually do what he wants to do. But he now wants to kill Picard, and he's going to be fucking dead by the time he reaches Earth. Yeah. He's not going to be it's, able to see through any it's, of his plans. It's 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 way too personal, and they haven't had the moments to make it personal. No, it's a, and that's the thing. Nothing in this movie is earned. The yeah. only thing that in this movie that is earned is the wedding scene, which was earned through seven years of making a good fucking show. Yeah. I mean, sorry, just, six, six and a half years. Right? It does, it does, it does like, and, and yeah, you would wonder why the Remans are even going along with this plan. Like, okay, they're like, okay, what's the, what are we doing here? Right, right. like the, the psychic guy who is like in charge, basically has Tom, Tom Hardy's life, Shinzon's life in his hands, basically, mm-hmm. could be controlling this game and be like, no, this is about our independence. But instead he's like, Nope, Shinzon, Shinzon's got the right idea. Yeah. Why? Yeah. He's more powerful than Shinzon. It's like, okay, so like, so they built an enti- this massive ship in secret. Why what? is Shinzon their leader? <laughs> yeah. Why do they respect a human? Yeah. I don't get it. But it's just like it's just like they're all of their all of their well laid plans all for all for this mm-hmm. like all the sacrifices these Remans and everyone and Reman made like build this massive ship, um like like uh completely destroy the Romulan High Council and 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 put the, put themselves at the top, mm-hmm. like what what for what what are we doing now right now just like just like die in the middle of space with that, nobody that's knows it's like like. <laughs> I, I understand wanting to raise the stakes with increasing desperation. Yeah. But the desperation doesn't make sense at this point because no. he is basically like accepted his own death, but still wants to see through plans that will happen after he dies. Mm-hmm. I, like, and it doesn't, in the, the, the plans don't make sense because like for, for the people who are going to survive him, yeah. the Remans, because all they want is independence, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now but it's knowing like that send- he doesn't even care about their independence. No, he doesn't. He's sending them on a warpath against Earth for some reason. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, they'll definitely die from. Yeah. What's going on, homie? Yeah, he's just, I don't know. And that's that's where this whole thing falls apart with motive. There's no good motive to this fucking film because it focuses entirely on a villain with no solid motive. And really, this would also have been a good point where um, Shenzhen at his lowest point. Like he's, he's it like he should, it, this is the point where he should have realized he's on a losing path and mm-hmm. that, that, that what he's doing is just going to just end in his destruction and like, and his life would have been completely meaningless in the beginning. Right. And this is where he should, it, where Did a hero's death or completely flip the script. Yeah. Completely flip the script and like where he then realizes, and then they could, there could have been a, a talk between him and like they meet on the and where Picard and him are meeting on these completely different terms where mm-hmm. where Picard where he's coming to Picard for guidance. Yeah. And then Picard is like in like 
space lawyers him and makes him realize the folly and say, we will help you. Uh, are you ready for, for the fucking dialogue line that would have made this film? Hmm. Uh, something, you know, like Tom uh, Shinzon, it's like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm lost and something like that. And like, uh, um, and he's like, I, I, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. And Picard is like, no, you can't. But we can. Boom. 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 All the fields. And the next scene, Shinzon's on the fucking Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Get, and getting helped by Beverly Crusher, who uses her medical skills to fucking to fucking save his life. Although to do this, they could not have done the rape scene. They, no, no, no. That, no. that makes him irredeemable, really. Yeah, it does like, make him irredeemable. Oh. And he wouldn't have, there was no coming back. But if they or, had just. Or, or if the Reman forced him to do that. Or yeah, it, but, it, but if we had a. Shinzon Redemption, like that would have sealed the deal on this movie. It would have at least made it look, and then like they would have like he could have like it at least would have made the movie hopeful. Yeah, hopeful, and then like and and then and show like that there that these characters are leaving behind a legacy that that you know like you know Shinzon you know gets redeemed and maybe joins Starfleet, and, and then like it shows it shows like young Shinzon you know also going harkening back to fucking. Uh, Picard's picture of himself mm-hmm. and fucking and fucking um, uh, Starfleet Academy, mm-hmm. and then it shows Shinzon dressed the same exact way, Ooh, starting I like that. starting I like that a lot, starting starting Academy himself and hoping to make make himself actually a better person and mm-hmm. live up to the ideals of of Picard. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, I mean, there's or like if he like you know makes the turn at the end and Picard willingly sacrifices himself so that Shinzon may live. Yeah. They could have done that too. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, the Thalon uh, reactor is going out of control, and then it's and it's and, Picard that goes over and stops it. Oh yeah, or or like Shinzon's like, uh, only I know how to fix it, or something, and and, and Picard's like, only we know how to fix it. Yeah, and go, yeah, yeah. Boom. So many things. Yeah. So many things. So many things. It's just like in the end, like Shinzon and Picard should have realized that they are the same person, or mm-hmm. something like. I don't know. There's yeah, and and show that like that he is capable that he that he is his own person but he is capable of doing the right thing so, so you know what i think my biggest qualm with this entire movie is besides no motive for versions mm. on is that they they show that during 15 years and all of the trials and tribulations this crew has faced together the one thing that they definitely know how to do together is win a battle yeah which is like that's not the point of Star Trek. The point no. of Star Trek is not winning battles. No, it's like the the point should be they can they can introduce the hopefulness of humanity to someone and something new. Yes, and like imbue the ideals of the Federation on someone and something new. But they do the opposite of that. Yeah. The, if anything, like Picard would have been struck by, he would have felt he would have pitied Shinzon. Yeah, and he would have because he would have seen like that Shinzon had like a horrible life and, and like knowing empathy and everything is, is something as experience he never had and he was never allowed to have. Right. And Picard would have like instantly empathized with it and wanted to, and they could have actually made a commentary on privilege there, which would have been sick, Mm -hmm. but they they don't do that, man. I, yeah, I think we should recut this film, (laughs) but it will be great. Lots of recut, a lot of refilming things. (laughs) So uh, Picard now picks up a phaser rifle stored behind a wall on the bridge and orders LaForge to prepare for a site-to-site transport. When LaForge begins to tell Picard that he might not make it, Picard says, That's an order. That's an order. 
Data asks Picard to let him go, but Picard says he must do this alone. He leaves Data in command and tells him to try to put some distance between them and the scimitar. Just as the transport completes, they short out and the transporters go down. Data orders Troy to assume command and takes LaForge with him. Data and LaForge head for an exposed corridor that faces Shinzon's vessel. The two old friends exchange a brief look at each other, knowing it is for the final time, before LaForge activates another force field between him and Data. I actually liked this a lot. Yeah. This was a cool idea of how to get Data over to the other ship. I like that. Yeah. This, yeah, this was this was a cool scene. It was short. However, like the way they wrap up LaForge and Data sucks. Yeah, because this is the last scene with the person that Data is actually closest with. I was going to say, I was going to say, they at the end of this film, they make it seem like Data and Picard were best friends. That's a lie. Yeah. That is a fabrication. Jordy and Data were best friends. They're always hanging out together in the holodeck and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Picard sometimes tags along. Yeah. But, like, the... the yeah, they, they, they've all... They, and, yeah, like, he, they, like, really, and also Jordy is, like, the one that deals the most with with uh, Data's, like, internal, with, with, his, with his functioning and everything else. And also, they're the, like, the two most autistic guys on the ship. Yeah. I mean, besides Barclay. Yeah. When he's there, but still. <laughs> but yeah, like, they're they're definitely best friends, and all the all the last thing they ever have, I mean, but I mean, it's it's kind of also kind of reality, because, you know, LaForge probably assumed, like, he'd be coming back. Right. But still, and it's kind of just like, wow, that's the last, that the last uh, moment I shared with my best friend, just us nodding at each other. Yeah. And wild. Yeah. <laughs> so now data runs towards the hole in the ship and uh, LaForge deactivates the force field, which as he leaps blows data out of the enterprise and towards the scimitar. When he reaches it, data grabs hold and activates a hatch, allowing him access on the scimitar. Picard heads towards the bridge. It's really weird that they just like, you know, have hatches you can open on the outside of the ship. <laughs> Yeah, right. you think that would be? You figure they'd lock from the inside, right? That's that's a huge, uh, uh, like uh, engineering flaw because it's oh. like, oh yeah, I mean, uh, if someone were to just have like spacesuits, they could yeah. just like, if your enemy had spacesuits, they could just be like, <laughs> open yep. it up and suck everybody out. Yep, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so on the scimitar, Picard heads towards the bridge, shooting any Reman he comes across. He is fucking bloodthirsty here. He is. Upon reaching the bridge, Picard destroys the door and begins firing at any and all Remans on the bridge. One Reman gets close to him, and he beats the Reman with his phaser <laughs> rifle, which unfortunately makes the rifle inoperable. inoperable. Uh, Shinzon and Picard now begin to brawl, and Picard loses his phaser when it falls out of its holster. Picard gets away from Shinzon long enough to get up close to the uh, Thaleron generator, but realizes he's lost his phaser. Between the generator and him is Shinzon, holding a knife. Well, The two have another close fight, and the knife is lost into the Thaleron generator, destroying it immediately. <laughs> and I like how this uh, this um, this uh, generator, with, with the radiation just seems to be, doesn't seem to be guarded in any way. Well, it's, it's Star Trek The Next Generator. Uh, but that's, I think that's why, like, when I first watched the movie, um, cause like, yeah, I think I saw this as a kid, like, like, or what, how, what, did, what year did it come out? What do you, I mean, you were like 16 when this came yeah, out. What are you talking six, about a kid? Oh, kid, you not. know, teenager. No. But like, um, uh, that's why I assumed, um, 
it was uh, the radiation that was killing Shinzon. Yeah. And because because he's standing right fucking over it, and this thing, like, at, at the beginning showed everyone just dissolve. And, I mean, it, that would have been better, I think, if he if it was, like, being destroyed by the weapon that he was using mm-hmm. for his agency. Right? Yeah, for, for his... It's an interesting commentary for, on us being destroyed by for his obsession. powerful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, there, there's a lot to be said there, but I don't think the script writer had really anything to say about this at all. No. Which is weird, because he wrote fucking gladiator which had a lot to say about power and about stratification and stuff mm-hmm. it was very good i like that movie a lot oh yeah um god what was it like we talked about it a little while ago but brent spiner uh when they were writing this movie like suggested that they write it about something and the screenwriter was immediately like no that's a bad idea what was it God, we we talked about it on in an episode a long time ago on this show. Even you know, it's, we've only been on for like a year. So yeah, there's no such thing as a long time ago. But, you know, uh, maybe I'll figure that out later. But so <clears throat> Shinzon now pulls out a smaller blade, but Picard against the wall pulls down a pipe and impales Shinzon with it. I mean, he he wa- he's been wanting to impale Shinzon with a pipe this entire film, but he he doesn't well. do it in the way that he wants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of does like the um um the death in uh um uh, commando. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let off some steam, yeah, Bennett. That's, that's a great <laughs> Commando remains one of the best action films of all time. It is. I it's fucking love it. It's that. sick as fuck. Yeah, you told me you'd kill me last. I lied. I lied. And then he just drops a dummy down a cliff. <laughs> it's the worst dummy ever, but it's so cool. It I rocks. fucking love that so much. But yeah, like this 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 seems like a very like again, with everything that had built up, this is a very uncl- unclimatic, completely and, unclimatic. Like, okay, he stabbed to death with a fucking pipe. So who Shinz- cares? Yeah, Shinzon pulls himself along the pipe, uh, running it all the way through himself, which was kind of cool. But he, yeah, he then puts his hands around Picard's neck and tells him that he's glad they're together at that moment, and that their destiny is now complete. Shinzon dies with his hands around Picard's throat, and Picard is left frozen shock all right it's pretty kinky uh, <laughs> yeah i like how he just like his head just drops against his chest and he's gone <laughs> uh data enters the scimitar's bridge goes up to the generator and pulls shinzon's body off of picard in the ultimate sacrifice data activates the emergency transport beacon on picard who disappears just as he begins to protest data softly says goodbye he turns towards the Thaleron generator, which will fire in just 10 seconds. He aims his phaser at the generator and shoots it in the final seconds, which destroys the generator, scimitar, and himself along with it. I like how there's no attempt to just, like, do, do they try to, like, just, like, move turn the it, ship? Turn it off? Or? or turn, just, like, make the ship just, like... Face direct some in another direction of any kind. Yeah, so there's a couple things here. They didn't they didn't try that. They didn't try turning it off. <laughs> Data didn't know, and they have not established that shooting the generator will blow up the entire ship. No, the, nothing. And it's it's radiation. Why would you think it would do that? 
radiation doesn't explode when you shoot it. And it's a good thing that the that the um, that the radiation generator was just fucking open. Yeah, right. Like there's no, there's no protective seal, just like how you know, on just like uh, on the. And they also warp- put they put it on the bridge too. I'm like, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah, I think like that's in one of the notes. Like someone said, like they wanted the generator on the bridge, and I think someone said that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. It's literally the dumbest thing. <laughs> because- it's like it's like putting the warp drive on the bridge, or like all of the weapons systems and stuff. Yeah. I'm like why would yeah. you? Or just, do that. Let's just keep the of them complete complement of, of torpedoes <laughs> on the ship. The, they're just having to like crawl <laughs> over them, and there's just fucking guns in the way everywhere. Line them against that wall, which is which is the structurally weakest area of this bridge. <laughs> this is what put, put them against the window. <laughs> yeah, put them against the window. Oh fuck! It's fine. Uh, just uh, just stack them precariously upon one another, so then the slight jostle makes it fall over. Make sure they're armed. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, just imagine if, like, if, like, some Riemann's bringing um, fucking Chins on his daily coffee and just, like, trips and falls into the, <laughs> rind, into the thing and makes it blow up. <laughs> just, like, and, like that's, a, that's a huge OSHA uh, re- uh, hazard. Riemann's don't have OSHA. I guess Remember, Riemann's, they're, they're slaves. Oh, that's they're right, like, yeah. Slaves Re- don't have fucking OSHA. And, that's, and that, it's fascinating that they built, like, this ship that's insanely huge. Uh-huh. And say you could put the fucking thing anywhere, yeah. And instead, right on the bridge, yep. Like we're un- unguarded, mm-hmm. unprotected. Yep. Like there's no protective casing on this thing nope. whatsoever. Nah. Like <laughs> it's okay. It's is is <laughs> as secure as like a generator in an outdoor concert. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and it's and it's a bio. It has biogenic properties that make you fucking turn into dust. Yeah, and they, they, <laughs> they can literally. Destroy the population of a planet if it needs. Yeah. Like, uh, what? Uh, nothing in this fucking movie makes sense. So, from the Enterprise, LaForge and Troy witness the destruction of the scimitar, shocked by what they see. They turn and see Picard standing on the bridge. Troy asks about Data, but Picard can only shake his head. The Valdor signals as Commander Denatra tells Picard she is sending shuttles with medical personnel and supply. Um, why is she doing that? I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, she's complete, she barely has life support. What? Yeah. Um. So she informs Picard that he's earned a friend in the Romulan Empire, which she hopes will be the first of many. Cut to first season of Picard. No. <laughs> <laughs> just the one that I want to fuck. Just, yeah, just one. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. How uh, nice would have been if like that turned out to be like the, um, what's her face? Uh, what's her name? Oh, um. Uh, the one he wants to fuck. Yeah, that would have been interesting, or or if it turned out to be the one that was like the plant in season one. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean, re- realistically, like it's a shame that after this we didn't see like Romulans and Starfleet. No, because I mean, it, it, I mean, you kind of do, but secret Romulans. Yeah, I mean, you you don't see open Romulans no. and Starfleet at all still yeah. yet. I don't think in mm-hmm. any series. Yeah, I'm sure, I don't think they're they there. might have them in Discovery season four. I don't even. Yeah, you don't even see any Romulans in, in Discovery. That's weird. They're so easy to do. Yeah. They look, yeah, come on. They, yeah, and plus presumably they have dilithium-free uh, reactors, don't they? They do, and maybe that's the, the way they won't put them in there is because they have the um, the singularity reactors, which don't work off dilithium, and so it would... Well, so why were they mining dilithium in the first place, just because? That's a great question, because they were the dilithium mines. Yeah. 
Which not the blue chew mines, like which, I said. Yeah, which if, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, they actually use trilithium for their their fucking shit, mm. which is also um, trilithium is also though a uh, a byproduct of burning or using dilithium. Mm. So I, I don't even know, but yeah, maybe um, that's why they need it. So. A devastated Picard asks Geordi LaForge to open the doors as the Romulans won't know their procedures. He tells LaForge, just open the doors. <laughs> LaForge gently assures Picard that he'll take care of it as Picard retreats to his ready room. Yeah, it's super weird here how, like, fucked up Picard is from Data's death. But LaForge is like, I'm still on the job. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jordy, like, barely cares that Data's dead. No. Like, B- Picard is fucking crushed. Yeah. It doesn't really work. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, Jordy is, like, given the second, or I mean, I guess, like, it goes. Him I, and Crusher are him not and given anything. Worf the least amount. Yeah. Well, I mean, Worf at least does some battle and stuff, and he's useful in battle covering Riker and saying. But that he doesn't have. But were... he doesn't have any sort of like defining moment. In no. And this, this, this. You know what? I'm gonna say it. Worf should not have been in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense with Worf's story. No. Worf should have been on on uh, on, on Kronos, being a fucking ambassador for mm-hmm. you know for the Klingon Empire, like he was when we last saw him. A year ago, a year <laughs> yeah. and a half ago, it was like not very long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ah. later in Picard's quarters, um, he hands glasses of Chateau Picard to Riker, Troy, LaFord, Crusher, and Worf, and they're like, "God, this fucking bullshit again! It tastes like dirt." Uh, I hate this. Uh, he makes a toast in remembrance of their fallen crewmate and friend. Troy begins to cry, and in Irish wake tradition, Riker. Through tears, chuckles and recalls the first time he saw Data on the holodeck. Riker mentions how Data was trying to whistle, but couldn't ever get the tune right. Which actually, this this is a good callback to mm-hmm. uh, fucking uh, Encounter at Farpoint. Yeah. Um, but Riker can't remember the name of the tune Data was trying to whistle. Can you remember the name of the tune? Data? Pop goes the weasel. You got it. That's the one. Uh, later, I mean, it's a good thing we watched that episode like a month ago. Again. Yeah. <laughs> so um, later, after the Enterprise is taken to Earth, the ship is undergoing extensive repairs in dry dock. Picard is reading something in his ready room when Riker comes in, now wearing his captain's rank pips, and asks Picard for permission to disembark, which Picard grants him. Picard asks where Titan is headed off to, and Riker tells Picard they're going back to the neutral zone and that they're heading up a task force out there. It seems the Romulans are now interested in talking. Mm. Picard offers Riker one piece of advice, and Riker is happy to take it. Picard tells Riker that when his first officer insists that he can't go on away missions, to ignore him. Oh, and also, go ahead and suck your clones. <laughs> Riker's like, already ahead of you, Captain. <laughs> But yeah, but that's that's also something that like Picard was never really into is going on these away missions. It's like he does every now and again when he like thinks it's really important that like yeah. he be the person to speak for the Federation. But mm-hmm. other than that, no, not really. Yeah, this <laughs> is that's just something action Picard wants to do. It's yeah. just like go out and get his dick wet mm-hmm. with blood. <laughs> Hell yeah! So Riker says he intends to. Uh, the two men and old friends clasp hands. Riker tells Picard that serving with him has been an honor 
and Picard tells him the honor was all his. Mm. And with that, Captain Riker leaves the Enterprise to head for the Titan. Picard goes to his quarters and speaks with B4, telling him about Data's goal to become more human and that Data's wonder about human nature allowed him to see the best part of himself. And Data embraced change because he always wanted to be better than he was. B4 says he doesn't understand, and Picard says he hopes B4 will, and that they will talk again. Worf calls and tells Picard that they're ready to put the warp engines online, and Picard leaves for the bridge. B4 begins to mumble lyrics from Blue Skies. Picard helps him continue by singing along a couple of lines. As he walks down the corridor, Picard smiles, knowing that a small part of Data survives in B4, his penis, <laughs> and that despite all that's changed recently, things will indeed be all right. Roll credits! Boom! What do you think? Yeah, I kind of hated that last scene because, yeah, it was between, like, it was between Data and Picard and none of the rest of the crew. No. Like, we don't even see Crusher for the last, like, 30 minutes, right? We don't see Crusher. We don't see Troy after she takes the helm. Oh, I guess they see each other. I guess they see each other during the, during the, uh, wake. But yeah, yeah, the wake for I guess she's there. But yeah, but that's just like, that's the last we see of Crusher Mm -hmm. until I guess, like, season three of Picard when she appears but yeah awful send off to people I mean this movie was confusing pointless Uh um, mean spirited Um, it did feel mean it didn't it was it was very dark and like angry yeah very angry not misanthropy yeah I'll go with misanthropy there was a certain level of misanthropy to this film that is not present in like any other Star Trek. Well, besides Picard, like just people having an irrational hatred of Picard. Yes. For no reason. Uh-huh. And because that really just like is shown again, you know, in Picard, you know, just people are just always mad at him. And like, yeah. and I got a sense that even in season three of Picard, we're going to, everyone's going to be mad at him because like, like, I don't know if you saw in the trailer, like when uh, it's Picard going like, Jordy, you know, all happy that he sees Jordy on screen and Jordy's like scowling at him on, ah. on, on the view screen. It's just like, why is everyone so fucking mad at this dude? And it's he just like, he he, he's, he's like, he's like, he's like the consummate diplomat. He's no, he's, <laughs> he's, he's always shown is like the best that not only Starfleet, but humans have to offer. He is, he is the moral compass of the Federation 100%. Of, of Starfleet. Like he's like, as much as I love Cisco, Cisco fucked up a lot of shit yeah. because, you know, he was weighing a lot of options and had a lot of like internal struggles and stuff. Cisco had to do what he had to do. Yeah. Uh, whereas like Picard has like pretty much never done anything wrong. Picard. Intentionally. Yeah. Picard yeah. has like is, is very driven by morality. Yes. And, and he's a moral crusader. And, 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 and carries, carries that weight with him. And he always tries to do good by everybody. You know, he's stern, but fair a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like, but he never seems to leave anybody in a bad place. No. And, and, and yeah, it's, and it's, and it's very odd because, yeah, because, you know, we have to, we're, tr- the, this movie asks us to understand Shinzon's anger towards Picard and it doesn't feel earned. And like, no. and because we know Picard as being, you know, being, being like such a great person. And it's just like, you know, the only way you can really hate him is if you're being completely irrational, which, you know, we see Senjan as being very irrational. But that that's the problem is, like, if you're going to have 
a villain that you establish is very smart and clever. Yeah. Like they have to have good motives because otherwise it erases all of the other feelings we have about him. Cause like, you know, yeah, he's supposed to be really smart and stuff, but he does so many fucking dumb actions that I don't think he's smart. And, and so it, I don't buy it. And it's like, he, I don't buy him as Picard's equal in any way. Yeah. And I, and I'm wondering if like the trying to just like make him seem like the inverse of like, of him and just like, you know, show, you know, someone who's completely moral and like the someone who's just like totally evil, mm. but like still it's like, and it doesn't, it doesn't make, he's evil to a point where it, it, it's directionless. It's chaotic evil. Yeah. It's, it's not only that, but also like with, with Picard, they like, we know that Picard is good and like one of the best, right? Yeah. But he has to keep saying it in this film. He has to keep yeah. saying, I would never do anything like that. I'm not that kind of person and stuff. And it's like. Uh, you know, the a fundamental rule of screenwriting is show, don't tell. Yeah. And this film spends the entire two hours telling you how good Picard is. And it's something we don't need to hear, especially as Star Trek fans. We know. Yeah, it's that's why it should have definitely had it coming from a point where he's trying to mentor and father mm -hmm. Shinzon. Because, like, he's seen... Because to him, he sees someone... Who was done wrong? Like yeah. he, he, like Picard can understand that he can put himself in other person's shoes and mm -hmm. see what what happened to a person to make them to to to. He, he wants to understand their point of view. Yeah, right. And so he, Picard would definitely try to would have. I I think the better a better movie would have had Picard try to empathize with him and then try to see show him a better way. Yeah, and and eventually either like. I don't see the film being good unless Shinzon is somehow redeemed in the end. Yes. The fact that he just gets progressively more irrational and evil up until the end, I don't... And I, dies a very brutal, just sad death. And brutal and unclimactic, too. Yeah. He doesn't, like... And that's another thing is, like, if he died by the weapon that he was creating or, like, died by because he made a choice that was, like, part of his code, that would have been fine, but he just dies because Picard is good at fighting. And, and then he just and he and, and with his last strength he tries to strangle him. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, this this is completely un. It it doesn't make sense because it, it doesn't make any sense because like he said, you know, it's not about Picard anymore, and then and then now it's about Picard again, and like in his <laughs> final moments, I'm like, okay, have some fucking consistency, please. Yeah. Yeah, I would have loved it because that would have definitely opened the door for if 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 uh, Shinzon had been redeemed. Mm -hmm. We could have had like, it like Picard, the Picard series, completely different animal. It could, it could <laughs> like it would be young, sexy Picard fucking around the universe. God, imagine fucking <laughs> buff, hot Tom Hardy as Picard. Yeah, that would be fucking cool. Yeah, that and would it would be fucking way cool. And it would be good because, and it would also add a, another another dimension to the character because he's trying to do good but he also has this dark past and this dark dark this this dark brutal upbringing and like and and it's sort of unnatural mm -hmm. a natural life and now he's just doing the best that he can with it or I mean, and trying they, to do do better decisions i mean they could even go a really cool direction with it that would be more like i guess like battlestar galactica where like at the very end like you know he's redeemed but picard still dies mm -hmm. and in order to like maintain stability or something like that, he just decides to take Picard's place. Yeah. And so the entire series, he's trying not to be found out for who he is, mm. while also trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Which would be, I don't know, it'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, 
But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and just, but that would, that, cause you know, like the Picard series, you know, wants to show like this dark, conflicted Picard. Mm-hmm. And that would have worked if, if it was Shinzon. It mm-hmm. was Shinzon Picard. Yeah. Like, like having the, like, you know, he has that dark past. He has that, you know, that sort of edge to him that would have worked in the Picard series that they want to stress so well. And said they're putting, like, again, Picard in the situation that's completely weird. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ultimately, I think this is the worst Star Trek film. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's um, it's it's because it's also not only is it bad, it's also boring. It's, because it's bad, it's boring. Yeah, there's there's a certain point at about I think fifty minutes from like fifty minutes to an hour twenty or an hour thirty, there is a slog in the film that like that's the part that I fell asleep each time. Yeah, I I fell asleep uh somewhere um I think, I think uh when um Riker's chasing the chasing uh the viceroy in the laundry chute oh Riker, Riker's a chaser already yeah <laughs> like i i fucking like just passed out because also you know it's you know i'm old and i need my bedtime so i just like i fell asleep and then like i woke up and like it was like the end credits like fuck <laughs> like, I, and I was like damn it, i gotta rewatch this shit tomorrow i mean yeah i've i've watched it i mean technically probably like four and a half times now because <laughs> I, I watched it three times so fell asleep at least twice watching it mm-hmm. I've done a lot of watching this film and like, I, I can't, I can't justify this film. Like, and I, I can't believe this film was competent to begin with. I don't think they cut out so much that like they made it incompetent. I don't Mm -hmm. think it was ever competent. It didn't feel like anything was left on the, on the cutting room floor that would have, that would have made the movie make sense. No, I don't think. And, um, if anything, yeah, I mean, there should have been something that they could, they could have added to, at least, like, make people's, like, intentions clear or... Or, like, make it hopeful at the end or something like yeah, that. Yeah, hopeful, like, because, yeah, that's, I mean, it, I think we're supposed to find, like, oh, that, you know, data is, is still exists in some way to be hopeful, but... That's not. It's it's not. It's yeah. it's like, okay, well... It's it's not data. It's not continues data. continues to exist. It's a body, it's a body similar to data's, but, like, something that they could have made a point about is like, it's totally not data because we are a combination of our experiences and B4 has not experienced anything. So aside from the fact that he's way more rudimentary than data, he can never be data because he has not experienced the 20 some years Mm -hmm. of things that data has. Yeah. And that's, that's why, yeah. Like if you wanted to, that's why the, the redemption arc for Shinzon would have been more impactful because you know, you have, you have a thinking, breathing, person that has like their own experiences that realize the folly of their ways like before is just barely barely aware of his own existence and, it, and it's someone we should be empathizing with because they like uh they, they used, he was fucked over by romulan he was fucked over so hard. he was a slave yeah and, and and they they just use that to be like yeah, he was marginalized, but that's why he's evil. And yeah. That's a bad origin story for a villain. And that's why he has to die. Yeah. Basically, they're like, well, he was a minority, so <laughs> no, he only has two options. Yeah. Not, not good. Not good. Not a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not worth watching. I mean, no. it's like, I guess it like in some way it's like. You know, if you want, if you're really into watching Picard, like it's good for the reference. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about this? Give me your favorite thing about the film and your least favorite thing about the film. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I do like Tom Hardy's like uh, dick sucking lips. Yeah, that, uh, you stole mine. That no, was my favorite. No, thing. no, no. My favorite thing, no, Pat. <laughs> no, I like Tom Hardy's acting to yeah. a point. Like, I think he was trying. He was trying his hardest to make something out of like a very bad script. I no, and I think Tom Hardy did a good job mm-hmm. for what they paid him to do. It's what they paid him to do was dumb. It, it was very dumb, mm-hmm. and like I. I think I would have I, I I I like the potential it could have had. Yeah, I because mean, it has a having very it does have an interesting premise. Yes, like Picard having a secret Romulan clone that was supposed to take over is a cool plot. Yeah, and like honestly, it would have been cool if they would have actually used that to where there was like a second Picard that looked just like him, and there was some like mm-hmm. you know intrigue with that. But instead, they're like, hey, here's a really cool plot. Scrap it. But use the bones of that plot to make a bad plot. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Why would you do any of this? I mean, there's there's definitely like a definitely like found family like father son type narrative that was just hiding beneath the surface that could have been really elevated, and, and instead they try to do this like this like father son type thing almost with data, and. Also, when did they fucking clone Picard? It must have been twenty some years ago, far before he was a captain. Yeah, right? that's that's why I was trying to get it. I was like, why? Why did they see the, that he had some sort of potential? Because he had, I think he had a command uh, for a few years before the Enterprise, but it was only like three or four. Stargazer, years. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, so he's only been a captain for I think nineteen years here, and but then Shinzon is supposed to be him in like his early to mid twenties. Which is like that's why I was wondering if he was supposed to be younger because like it would make sense if like okay like or we're gonna clone the captain of the Enterprise right and if he actually did look younger and and like acted more immature some of his decisions maybe would have made more sense mm-hmm. but like I think we're supposed to believe and think that he's like you know in his twenties or something like that. and plus the fact that he was able to build a goddamn spaceship with with this uh, the Death Star with, he yeah, built the Death Star he, he built a fucking Death Star with like with a with a super weapon when he was a slave in mines yeah so we're he, su- he, so we're what? assuming that he he has some heightened intelligence of some kind yeah and. But I don't know. I, yeah, that's that's I don't know. That's 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 my whole review of the film is ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do, but they obviously failed. Yeah. Straight up. Like, even if they were trying to make this exact film, they failed at it. They did. Uh, yeah. This, this film not recommended. Shitty Star Trek film. If you look at it as a Tom Hardy sci fi film, mm-hmm. I think it's OK. Mm. But only if you like, I think if maybe if you would like never watch Star Trek, the next generation before you might watch this movie and be like, that was, that was, a that was an okay sci-fi space battle adventure. But yeah. like the characters do not have any consistency whatsoever. Um, the motives Shinzon has are fucking dumb, especially when you put it into the greater politics of the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Like it's, it's all bad and dumb. So, yeah, would not recommend. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't even really recommend any of the Star Star uh, TNG movies. I, I'd say First Contact's fun. Yeah, I recommend First Contact. Yeah, First Contact's all right. Yeah, but it's just like it's at least fun, and like I don't I don't feel worse after watching the movie. It's true because it does it does have fun moments, you know. But I even like Insurrection in parts of it. Like, yeah, Insurrection is a watchable enough movie. I would not recommend Nemesis, and I would not recommend Generations to people. No, 
And really, and also I'm not looking forward to season three of Picard because, you know, we just had this like really because like Nemesis is such a is so, is so sad and depressing. I, I'd say it's a dour. It's very dour. It's dour. And, and it doesn't it doesn't have any sort of like love or affection for the characters. It has no levity, really. Yeah. And 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 then we're now we're getting season three of Picard, which historic which as as refer as shown in the past two seasons also has no love or affection for the characters and or and also has is is completely devoid of hope in in the first season at least there is a lot of respect and admiration for Riker and troy yeah that's in one episode (laughs) in one episode there's a scene where the characters feel normal yeah and, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, yeah. When I watch that episode of Picard, I'm like, this is Star Trek. This makes sense. Yeah. And then the next episode, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's like you know, Rikers, Rikers has played. I mean, uh, well, Frakes has played Riker consistently throughout his entire career. Yeah. Like, I mean, he he says it himself. He's not the greatest actor, but he knows his character. Yeah, he knows his character. He knows exactly what his character's motivations are. He knows how you know he, he's he's cheeky. Yeah. You know, I, and I, he, that's the thing. I think he is his character. Like, yeah, he is. He, his... Like, if you watch him interact with other people and like the way he like tells jokes all the time and he's always smiling and stuff, you can see the exact same kind of warmth that Riker radiates, especially yeah. in the later films. And that probably shows like why his characters, why Riker's so strong and consistent because he no. it's it's himself and he knows himself. Yeah, and where everyone's it's, like, like fuck him. where like you know Patrick Stewart completely fluctuates on on Picard so, so much. And and I think that's a big problem is Patrick Stewart started out as uh building from a character that was not him mm-hmm. and over time he's tried to make it him. Yeah. Whereas Riker started out playing a character that was him and so there's oh it's always going to be consistent because yeah. he's always playing Jonathan Frakes. Mm-hmm. Uh whereas like at some point uh fucking Patrick Stewart's like Maybe my character shouldn't be so stern. Maybe I should try to love a little. (laughs) That's not your character, though. And if if it is, you need to actually, like, build a story arc that makes sense instead of, like, oh, well, I couldn't love because my mother committed suicide and I just forgot about it. What? What what if Picard played the slap bass? Yes, I now see it. He's been secretly playing the bass for quite some time. He's he's a virtuoso. He's a virtuoso in the slap bass. <laughs> he loves playing it. It's his dream to one day front a band where he slaps the bass. <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Picards. The Red Hot Chili Picards. Or... Uh, or or Picard with Les Claypool, <laughs> two slap bases together. Computer, no safety protocols. <laughs> Computer, turn base safety protocols off. <laughs> Prim card instead of prim- Primus. Yeah, I, don't I, I don't know about that one. I don't know, I don't know about that one, dog. All right, so yeah, that was Nemesis. I think we all said all we have to say on it. Um, yeah, I no, <laughs> just no. Honestly, no. just no. Down debt, down debt. Yeah. Uh, do you have any final thoughts other than no? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we've said it in the last like seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know where my fucking soundboard is anymore. I think I might have accidentally deleted it. Oh, now there it is. Cool. Oh, uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess with that, 
It is time to warp away. <sighs> Be well, travel safe, and I mean, fuck Stuart Baird. That yeah, fuck sucks. that guy. He made a dumbass film that fucking sucks. Piece of shit. We're coming for you. I mean, we're coming. Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> no, but, I mean, we're coming for you. Yes. Like, because we're on Zoom call with him now. Because I keep, and he's I keep, watching. On, I keep on zooming in on, uh, <laughs> on Tom Hardy's DSLs, and I just can't stop blowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my 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 high point of the film is Tom Hardy's dick sucking. Oh, so yeah, yeah. If, if you watch this film for anything, just stare at them, them, them powders, because, damn, I want them wrapped around me like a fucking face hugger. You know what I'm saying? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Bye. All right, bye. Soy, 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 so